everybody, welcome back to Draco's Den, and we're revisiting another topic out of a request from my guest. Uh, so we're going to go back into the family toxicity stuff, because a friend of mine had gone through, and she hasn't been on the show in a while, so she wanted to talk about it. So here we are. We're going to go uh, pretty much right into it. Heads up, this one is a little long. This was a live show that I did on stereo. We did have another person join in, because... Uh, as a heads up for those of you who haven't listened to a live show on stereo i do have the option to allow you to actually join in you can either leave a quick comment or you can join in as an actual guest and be able to talk freely on the show as long as there's open spots because i can only have five people on at a time so we did have one person randomly join in and i thought it made things a little bit more fun so not going to tie up too much time. I'm just going to go ahead and get into it because, again, this is a fairly long show already. Hi, Draco. Hey there. <laughs> is we is we live now or are we still waiting? Yeah, we live. I feel like my color is not my color. I don't like that. All right. Okay, so it's been a while. Yes, it has. It's been a lot going on, a lot. But you know what? All is well. And when you put your mind to something and you make a plan and you announce it, shit happens. I can say that. That is true. Good shit. I did a reading today, though. I did a... uh. You know, I, I try not to do them often, but today I did, like, I used my ascension cards to do a reading. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like I'm on the right track. I feel like the energies is, is going right. Everything is going good now. And it was funny because it told me that I lost my evil eye. And I kind of know what the evil eye is just because I was literally marked, like, physically by it. It like an evil eye on my hand. And this was recently. They kept telling me that, you know, hey, you got an evil eye around you. Somebody is watching you. And they they not watching you with good eyes. And I think I still got people that still watch me. I don't understand. I don't understand the purpose, but whatever. I don't even know what to say anymore. <laughs> Well, technically, I just did a reading for myself before we started this, so. That's crazy. <laughs> well, you know, mine was more positive. positive. You said yours was more positive. Was, it, mine is more uh, positive. Um, I didn't, I didn't have no evil eye or nothing hanging over me, so. Just you know the usual stuff I gotta you know work on or work towards, and a little reminder yeah. to myself to be a little bit more positive, and that what I speak is what comes into action. Yeah, now that the last one I just did today was positive. The one I did before was the one telling me about the evil eye. And it warned me to be careful. And it's just funny that I did not heed that warning. And I went to somewhere where I knew I wasn't supposed to be, a family member's house, and I got marked. It literally, to me, looked like an eye on my hand. So I'm planning on getting a tattoo to cover that up. Oh, wow. Yeah, God shows you in ways that you don't want to know about people and about things. 
if you don't listen, that's on you. I mean, well, that is true. So I guess since, you know, we got catching up to do and we decided we're going to talk on the uh, toxic stuff with families. Oh, yes. This is going to be a, I'm going to be very open and transparent about it because I honestly feel like if people don't start being open about what happens in the home life, they can't, they don't understand why they behave the way they do in in the world with other people. Because I can clearly see the things that affected me during my childhood and growing up affecting me even now. And I'm older. But I see where it began and I see why it's continuing because I'm, you know how they say you projecting things. I'm projecting things that happened to me as a child. Because, I mean, you know, when something happened to you, first first impressions are a motherfucker. That's all I'm saying. It happened to you that first time. That shit shocks you. It happened to you again. You're kind of used to it. You're not surprised. Yeah. So I guess because um, I've done a couple of these on toxicity with family on my main podcast. So it's kind of first time bringing it over here to do it live. See if anybody else joins and listens. But um, I guess the question is, like, uh, wh- where do we want to start? We, I mean, we, how specific do you want to get? Because that's up to you. Um, I won't get too I'll, specific. You know, I ain't no, no trashy person, but I'm just noticing the different traits and different people. I know that a lot of us always try to, you know, hide family issues. Nobody want nobody to see them coming from, like, a bad place. But you know, I had some really fucked up family members and I can speak on my father and my mom because they passed away and ain't shit they can really do about it. But they they, <laughs> they wasn't good parents. They they didn't teach me shit. But the worst things in life. So coming from that, I have to kind of give leeway to my other family members who were also involved in the raising, you know, of how we were raised. But still, you grown now. <laughs> Some things you know you can't do no more. Some things you know you can't say no more. Words do hurt. And I know a lot of people say, oh, words don't hurt. You. What's that thing they used to say when we was kids? Sticks and stones mm-hmm. may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. <clears throat> and they all, it's always a lie. <laughs> it's it always is. a lie. Words do fucking hurt words hurt like hell and if you a type of person that used that against other people to make yourself look whatever whatever that's kind of fucked up because that's the only thing we have to communicate with each other is words ain't nobody looking at you these days everything is fucking online ain't nobody doing shit in person no more <laughs> I'm just saying I mean, <clears throat> I mean I got an example for the, the words thing because People always say, you know, you know, they try to give you that saying when you're a kid, but it's like, my example of this is saying words don't hurt me, but when the words come from somebody that's supposed to be family, that's supposed to love you and care for you, and in my example, my grandmother. Oh, yeah. She's hateful, she's hateful as hell. And Why are all grandmas like that? <laughs> I mean, 
everybody else's grandma that I know is, is all nice and loving and wouldn't yeah, do type of shit that my grandmother would do because mine, you know, was the first person to ever call me a fag. And she denies doing, and I'm like, I heard you loud and clear. You know, that's how I learned what that word even meant. Because I was really young when she did it. I was like eight or nine. And And you heard that shit. I heard it loud and clear. And I didn't tell my mother at the time. I didn't tell my mother until I was much older. So now my mother and my grandmother fought over it a couple of times, you know, argued over it. Because... My grandmother denies a lot of things that she says and that she does and has done before. Like she's older and I guess in her twilight years, she wants to kind of portray or or make herself feel better, honestly, because all of my life and all of my mama's life, honestly, my mother and her or my grandmother and her husband have always tried to portray to everybody else in the family that we were some kind of perfect, tight-knit, close, loving-ass family. And that's never been what we were. Wow. I don't like, think my family even tried to pretend we were tight, close-knit. Everything I've seen in my family is reeks of betrayal. Whoever is every man for itself in my family. That's how I feel. It's always kind of been like that. But I've just been the one to always get the breadcrumbs because I never was fast enough. Well, see, in, in our case, it's only my mama's side and it's my grandfather because he's the oldest of his siblings, feels like he has to portray a certain image to the rest of the family. So at, all of my life, he's tried to portray, A, that he had more money than what he actually had because him and my grandmother both had gambling problems. He had a drinking problem. He got oh, a problem man. making money outside of marriage. So oh, he's never had as grandma. much money. He's never had as much money as he you know, portrays to the family that he had. And when he did have that much money, he let his sons waste it. But mm. he always tried to, you know, make it seem like, you know, things were going better than what they were. So when times got hard, even when my mama was a kid, when they, you know, lost power because he gambled all the money away and didn't have lights for two months or whatever. Mm. None of the family knew about that until one of my aunts found out and called the rest, called his brother and started it from there. Because he had to portray that image where I'm the oldest and I'm the most well put together and I got the money and he really don't. But also it's, you know, my family yeah, is is doing it. Yeah. And, you know, when they, because uh, he used to host Thanksgiving when we were in St. Louis or whatever. So he would, you know, buy all the food and all that shit, but nobody, uh, nobody outside of those of us that were the immediate family knew he went broke every fucking time he did it. Damn. He bought, you know, he was robbing Peter to pay Paul when he had all these people at the house, and you know, he wanted to host his whole fucking family, and it it wasn't ever a small gathering for Thanksgiving, you know, when he was doing them in St. Louis. So he buying all this food for all of us to eat well. And as a little kid, I didn't quite realize that, but as I got older, I realized this is bullshit. Yeah, because as soon as they're gone, you broke again. And now y'all. Y'all struggling for the next couple of weeks or something over over some image trying to, to hold up an appearance. I, I know if I have family members that do that too. They try to hold the appearance or try to portray that it's all good and dandy and that their lives are so great. But it's not. It's like full shambles, trash ass life. And I say that 
because when somebody's trash life starts to affect other people's life, other family members' life, you it, it's like you need to get it together because it's not fair to the other family members. Definitely when you get them involved and are they are involuntarily involved. And the head parents always do that. Like my grandmother, she she was not a good grandma either. She was she was mean as hell. I always wished I had the grandma that made the cookies and the, you know that you see other people they talk about how fun it is to go to their grandma house. But when we was told to go to our grandma house, that was like a death sentence for us. That was like prison. It was a punishment. It was not, oh man, we finna go to grandma house. Yay. It was like, oh man, how long? And I used to get put over my grandma house a lot. And I didn't understand why when I was younger. Because you know, you don't you just don't know these things. But now as I got older and after my mom passed away. I understood why she never wanted me around, definitely as a teenager. But and she always threw me over my grandma house. And this is a lot of things we don't talk about, Draco, and black society, because black people don't never want to bring up shit. But let's talk about the jealousy of the female family members of their other female family members. I'm talking about parents to daughters, sisters to sisters. That shit is super toxic. And if you have a parent that is worried about their child doing something with, because that used to be the the narrative all the time with me. And I never understood until like, maybe when I turned 25, I started to really understand what was going on. My grandma would sit here and feed these, these thoughts into my mom's brain about, men her men messing with her daughters now I'm not gonna say that was wrong of my grandma to do because she was right in some aspects because what happened was my mom used to be out there messing with all these different types of men or whatever and like I said she passed away whatever she she can't be mad this is what happened and she was sitting out there and she'll have us exposed to all these men and a situation happened to where one of the men came on to my sister not me and I guess that triggered her to be the way she was, but she never really focused fully on my sister. She was always focused fully on me messing with her man. So she would throw me over my grandma's house, and then I would hear my grandma tell me things like, you're a whore. Your mom don't want you around because you're a whore. You're going to probably grow up to be a whore. You're going to have a whole bunch of kids. Uh, you ain't going to be shit. This is the stuff that my grandmother was saying to me. And I'm growing up crying. My breast was bigger than the average girl. I always had big breasts. That would be thrown in my face. My color of my skin, because I had lighter skin. I had people always coming um, at me about my skin color. Light skin hoe. You a light skin hoe. Stuff like I that. Had, I that was was... that part of the problem, because I know you are lighter, much lighter than your sister is. So I was going to yeah. ask, is colorism a part of this? Oh, colorism is definitely a part of it, but it ain't just my sister. She she's the quiet colorist. I don't care if she hear it or not. She is. She she was over there calling me a light skinned whore too. But that's what they say. All light skinned girls are whores. This is coming from my family and my grandma. Just recently, even when I talked to her, she was like, "Well, you light skinned. I don't see what the problem is. What the fuck they got to do with anything?" Don't nobody like people just because they light skin? Are you fucking kidding me right now? But this is the thoughts of like 
of women, black women. And it's like, okay, I'm hated by black women, my own black women. I'm hated by white people. I'm I'm hated by, you know, a certain type of man. It's like all this hate coming at me and I, I couldn't figure it out. And I used to always, my mom, she was, I didn't, I knew she had issues with me, but I never could understand because I was the daughter that was always there around her. When she got sick, I was the one that, you know, took care of her just like I was a CNA. And so I couldn't understand why she treated me different, differently than she treated my sister. Definitely when I wasn't one of the kids that was out there doing anything, I was very into video games and, you know, like the quiet nerd, if you really want to know, play video games and all this stuff. I was definitely into that. And then at one point when I turned 18, because I was a virgin at 18, and I was told that I was going to be a dyke. And it's just, and that went on for like a year. I was always called horse dyke, big tall horse, all these names that I had. And it, it, to them, it was funny. It was a joke. It was planned. But to me, it was like, I'm not, I'm not, why am I a dyke? Because I'm not talking about men. I wasn't talking about men. So I started doing things to prove that I wasn't a dyke. By the time I turned 19, I ended up messing with a neighbor's son or whatever. And I didn't like him, but I thought that getting that part over with would calm my mama down from worrying about me losing my virginity because she wouldn't let me go anywhere ever because she thought I was always trying to lose my virginity. I I would want to go bowling with my friends from high school. I couldn't do that. Oh, you're just trying to get out there so you can fuck. These are the things that was told to me. And I was like one of the quietest kids. Like, I, And that shit fucked with me for a long time. It made me, and people always be like, oh, you know, Renee, why are you always kind of hiding out in the, in the midst? Because if I step out, I'm getting attacked. I'm not, people not praising me, definitely not my family, for the good things that I do. It's more like attacks that I get. Oh, uh, this bitch thinks she this, this, net. And then, just recently, now, I get other people thrown in my face with these attacks. So I try to stay kind of away from my family. And I noticed that the more I stay away from my family, the more that good things happen for me. And I'm starting to kind of, you know how you just start to reevaluate your past completely. Like, why am I like this? Why am I so introverted? I have all these great talents. I have all these, these things that I want to do. I know that I can make a lot of people happy. I know that I'm a good person overall. I'm not a bad person. I, I don't have any secrets. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm pretty, I mean, the only secrets I have is probably like, I don't fucking know some freaky shit, but I mean, that's my personal business. I don't have any bad things that I have going on. You know what I mean? I don't have a trail of fucking people I done destroyed whose lives I destroyed. Or who has any traumas for me? Because I'm I'm pretty nice. I'm a friendly person. So it's just kind of weird. I don't know. You know, you look back at that shit and you think, like, how did all this start? Why am I the way I am? And it really stems from fucked up family members. And a lot of times it starts from the head, like the grandma. And I, you ain't the first person I heard outside of myself that said that their grandma was, like, just fucked up mean mean women and i always wonder why were they so mad and and i have to throw in too 
it's only my mother's mother that I have this problem with because my father's mother is nothing, what well, was nothing like my mother's mother at all. Yeah. Like it's I didn't get to see, too. Yeah, I didn't get to see my father's mother as much as I would have liked now because of shit happening in my past and my father being an asshole to be quite perfectly honest. So mm-hmm. I didn't really get to grow, you know, I didn't get to grow up with my father's side of the family because of what happened to me and my father's ignorant ass response to it basically. So yeah. I only would see my grandmother if we were in the neighborhood and my mother would be like, let's stop by there. And as long as my father's car wasn't out there, so we knew another person wasn't there, we would stop in so my grandmother could see me. But even in those few all, you know, times that I got to visit with her and see her and, and know what little I can know about her, she was what I thought a grandmother should be. She is more what everybody else says their grandma are. She was the loving one. And my grandmother, by that point, had had at least two of her strokes. You know, at, at the beginning of my memory, she had several strokes throughout my life. So her voice was no longer strong. And you kind of had to work out what she was saying. But we all, even in the little time that I spent around her, you could figure it out. And she was always the one that would light up, you know, when I walked in the house and come give me a hug and sit right here next to me. And, you know, she would talk to my, my mama and like my mother could ask her things. Like I used to have really dry scalp and she asked, she's like, what would help? And my grandmother was, you know, told her is like, try some olive oil or whatever, which, you know, it took her a while to get out because again, the, the speech problems, but we got it. Yeah. And like the time that I would have with her, you know, you kind of, I end up wishing for more time. She died when I was 16. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. I've never but, got to meet my father's grandmother, but I, I don't know. I, 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 they say that I've seen her when I was younger, but again, I was always thrown to my mom's grandma. And she, to me, in my mind, she was very, very dark and mean, even to this day. You know, she's a little bit better now. Like, she's starting to kind of calm down. It's easier to talk to her now as long as you don't call her at certain times. But overall, yeah, um, it was the same way. Like, I I didn't really get to know her, but I always heard, like, good things about her and how fun she was. So. Yeah, but with my mom's mom, even now, like, one could almost say she's gotten better, but that would be a lie because I hear about the way she talks to my mother still and it has not changed. She's hateful. And the last time I talked to her, was when I moved right before I moved up here. She called me out the blue and she wanted to have a conversation. And that's fine and all, but her and my grandfather try all the time to guilt trip me when they do finally contact me because I don't contact them. And my response is, there's a couple of responses I have there. First off, the fucking phone works two ways. And y'all are retired. Y'all don't work. I work I have three children that I take care of, even though they're not here physically with me anymore. I I'd still have to take care of them from a distance. I'm still on the phone with them, giving them advice. I'm still on the phone with them, disciplining them. I'm still on the phone taking care of business for them. So, and planning trips to come see them and handle more business. That's, you know, I'm, I'm still a parent. I'm just, I just don't have my kids living with me. I have shit to do. So I don't yeah. have time to just sit here and be like, oh, do I want to call these people that fucking acted like they hated me the entirety of my life and act like I give a shit? Exactly. And that's how I, that's exactly with me too. That you don't call, you act like you don't want to go around because every time I would, 
tried to participate in family functions, I started feeling funky and low of myself because of the way that y'all treat me. It's not like a happy occasion. Oh, it's more like, oh, okay, what is these motherfuckers going to throw at me today? And, and for funny. me, like, they never miss out on a chance to show me the difference between me and my sister and the other grandchildren. Because me and my, my little sister, you know, we're my mom's children and we, all three of us are treated like the black sheep of the family, like we weren't wanted or something, which is surprising because it's my grandmother's fault, by the way, just to spill all the damn tea, that my mother <laughs> has a different father from my uncles. That would be her fault for fucking around when my grandfather went to Vietnam. So the man that I call my grandfather is not biologically my grandfather, but he's the only grandfather I know. I and three. Don't feel bad. <laughs> Well, I only got the one, and then that's the other thing. She's so damn hateful because she devoted her entire life to this man, and both of them were fucking around in the beginning. So I don't know why she act like she's the only one been done wrong. They been, they, but they, she, they, 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 let me tell you, them past in the past, those little relationships they try to pretend like was so perfect because they had the family, uh, it'd be the worst. They'd be fucking around with everybody and still be married. Child, 50 years after the fact, um, I'm still, they're still, my grandmother's still holding grudges over shit from 50 fucking years ago because my mother's over 50 years old. And they they done done some sneak shit, some, some disrespectful shit to each other. However, yeah. you know, when they, when he came back from Nam and whatever, I guess my grandmother kind of cleaned her act up more. So mm -hmm. she makes it seem like she had been done so much more wrong than what she did to him whatever lady but you take that out on on everybody else but him to an extent like she'll take it out on him sure yes but it's mm. not our fault that you chose to remain miserable with this man for 50 some fucking years it's also not our fact our fault that this man technically did not fucking marry you into the mid 80s but everybody thinks they got married back in 72 when she got pregnant with my first uncle no no nobody in the family but those of us but me my mama, my little sister, and the two of them know that my grandparents were ne were not married until the 80s when they moved to St. Louis. Everybody thought they got married back in Paris and New Jersey. Family secrets. Yep. Now family secrets be fucking shit up. I don't even know what the fuck the point of it was because at the end of the day, my grandmother made my mother out of wedlock. My grandfather had another son out of wedlock with someone else. So it's not like even if they had gotten married that it would really matter in the fucking end. Right. But they they like to keep up these little illusions or whatever. But then they turn around and they treat, you know, me, my mom, and my sister like shit because basically because my grandmama fucked up or whatever. And then they expect us to act like we're this tight-knit loving ass. No, I hate all of y'all. Honestly. That's exactly yes. I don't I'm not gonna pretend shit either. All I'm my life, all my life, y'all made fun of me. I was the faggot. I was the weirdo because I'm a nerd. I I would rather sit in the house and read than go outside and yeah, run too. around and in, in, in the summer. Like and write I don't poetry. like. Like I would yeah, rather like, be in the house writing, reading, and singing. Well, I, I did do the singing thing until puberty finally set in and my voice went <laughs> away. But. You know, I was more likely to be in the house. I want to read. I want to write. I might watch, you know, I'll watch some TV. I want to watch some cartoons. I don't want to really be outside like that until it's cooler. 
They thinking I'm supposed to be like all the other kids and go outside to hide at noon. Fuck you, it's hot. Yeah, you sound like got me made fun of. And then, like, I had enough athleticism where I could do what I wanted to do, but I wasn't a star at anything. So I liked basketball. That was one thing I was better at. Mm-hmm. I could play kickball and shit like that. But I wasn't a star at any one of those things. I never had the urge to really do any of those things. I tried my hand at baseball when I was in first grade. It didn't work out so well. So they make fun of me for shit like that. Then, you know, when puberty hits, the moment they figured out my balls don't drop, they're like, well, you still a virgin. First off, no, I wasn't. Secondly, even if I was, mind your damn business. Why is it so important to you? Then yeah. they're worried about what they're worried about what type of girls I'm dating, especially my uncles, like especially the oldest uncle. He was so damn worried about, you know, oh, you ain't getting no cat. And then I said, and, you know, eventually I hit him with it. Motherfucker, I'm getting more than what you're getting. You got a bitch living with you. Shut up. <laughs> like, then he got a fin. He's like, no, nah, you like, I said, no, you assume that because I look and act the way that I look, I can't pull nobody. I can pull whoever the fuck I want. You couldn't pull whoever the fuck you wanted when you were my age because you look like this and had no game, bitch. That's some jealousy shit, too. I'm telling you, I'm siblings be dumb, be jealous. There's always been jealousy between me and my oldest uncle, and I have no idea why. Well, I I didn't originally have it, it's it's just in him. I'm telling you, it's that that competitive spirit. When he looks at his life and he and and what he had done up to that point, up to this point, and what I've done, there's a stark difference. I was never afraid to be myself, really. The only thing I hid from the family was my sexuality because they were the ones they were all preaching this whole oh, you're going to hell thing. Ironically, none of these motherfuckers went to church. So I'm like, where did y'all get that from? Just like we went to church. Head, like everybody do. So but I was surrounded by that one. So I didn't come out of the closet until I was forced out of the closet by my mother's now ex-husband. But then that became another problem because once it was officially out there that in their eyes, I'm gay, I'm actually bisexual, but that's a problem either way. Mm-hmm. Now, I should also mention prior to this, my grandmother had a problem with me because the only girlfriend she knew of mine was a white girl. Mm-hmm. Now, I'd had a couple different girlfriends in high school. I just didn't bring, the whole family didn't need to know about it. My mama didn't need to know about it. Mind your damn business. Like, if I want to bring the bitch around you, then I will. But if not, leave me alone. But when she finally found out about I got women, guys that my, my family will never know about because I, it's just like, you tell them, I tell them what I need to tell them. That's how I feel. Because I, the jealousy, like I said, it's a, it's a deep jealousy. Somewhere yeah, in the only reason they even found out about that girlfriend was because she was actually my best friend originally. So they knew who she was. But they had a problem with that. But then once I get forced out of the closet, now it's like, well, hell, can't you go back to dating a white girl? Why? You didn't like the white girls. You didn't like it. You you didn't like the black girl I dated, to be honest. You didn't like anybody that I was fucking with. So now, oh, now it's like, oh, well, shit. I'd rather he date a white girl than to date a man. Okay, well, I'm a date. What that is is control. I I honestly feel like to in that aspect, that was kind of like some type of control. They want to control who you are. Yeah, and the problem is they couldn't. So, you know, then we started butting heads because at one point I did have to move in with my grandparents because when I had gone off college and I came back, my mother, you know, had downsized and didn't have space for me, and my dad decided to be an ass when I was staying with him. So I moved in with my grandparents. Now, the problem comes in, my grandmother has such a problem with my sexuality that she plots with my younger uncle, Rodney, to get me put out of the house 
without consulting with my grandfather, by the way. So he didn't know none of this shit going on. So I'm getting calls at work because my mom was like, when you get off work, you need to go to, to mom and daddy's house and, and pack your shit and come and come over to the apartment where they at. They in the two-bedroom apartment at this point. So there's only room for her, her husband, and my little sister. And now I'm they're like, you're gonna have to come sleep on the couch or something until we figure something out. I hadn't, you know, I, I'm not on my feet enough to move out on my own entirely, right? So mm. then I have to come home and, and, and I'm starting to pack shit. And my uncle won't talk shit, so he gets shoved the fuck out of my way because I'm like, bitch, this ain't what you want today. <laughs> so I go upstairs and confront my grandfather, and my grandfather's like, What the fuck are you talking about? Your wife and your son are calling my mama's phone telling her that I got to get out of the house. So this is one time in which the irony in this is it's my grandmother that treats us the worst. Mind you, we're biologically tied to her. My grandfather is not my biological grandfather, but he acts slightly more like a grandparent than she does. That's because it's in the blood. I'm telling you, it's in the blood. That, so that he hate. stands up for me and you know, reminds them that the house is his house until such time as the bank comes to take it, and he didn't have any problem with me. Then my grandmother tries to backpedal because she sees at this point I'm absolutely living. Then she's like, well, I didn't really want you to go. I said, you know what? You can fucking say that shit. I said, yes, you did, because you instigated this shit. You went and told Rodney, my uncle, the lies that got him to have the balls to call my mama and tell her that I had to get out. You started and do you know why she started? The real reason why she started at that point? It was because what? she told Rodney that I wasn't paying anything to my grandfather for staying there. Which she didn't know was, yes, I was. And that was the problem. I was paying it to him and not to her. And every time I would hand this man money, my grandfather is very prideful, so he won't take it from me because I'm his grandson. Yeah, so he's I'm trying to help you working. get on your feet. So I would have to force 20, 30, 40 dollars, whatever I had on him. And, and I would have to disguise it as go buy some sodas for the house because we all drink Pepsi. Right. Mm-hmm. So go buy some Pepsis. And nine times out of 10, he would still that money would find its way back onto my dresser. He didn't want it from me. That's a pride thing with him. He doesn't want his kids or his grandkids it- paying him and paying bills in his house. He just that wasn't his thing. Well, that's like my, my grandpa that passed away. Because he would try to give us money and help us out. And, and I can tell you, my grandma, she would always take a, find a way to try to take the money from us. Like, I remember a time my uncle, my uncle helped me out and I did, like, a little work for him. He gave my grandma a $500 check for me. I never saw that check. I never saw that money. Like, the greed. that That's some greed right there. She, she was worried about her. She wasn't getting the money, so to her, you wasn't paying nothing. And then and probably yeah, even and not even needed the money. She probably they probably didn't even need the money. It's just the fact that she felt you wasn't giving her money. So she wanted me to pay her money, but what she also failed to mention to my idiot ass uncle was that when her sugar would drop at fucking eleven o'clock at night, who was getting up running to the gas station or, or, or to get her candy bar or to McDonald's to get her a Sunday? It wasn't my damn grandfather. That was me repeatedly several times a week i would be just got off work at this point i'm working two damn jobs i don't got off work from the second job i don't came home showered 
sat down in the basement where my room was and kicked my feet up, put on TV, and then all of a sudden she come calling me. I come around, I come upstairs, and she's like, "Can you run to McDonald's and bring me a Sunday? Can you run to the gas station?" And this and the one that was calling you a fag, right? Exactly. She also never mentions the fact that she's never seen a Mother's Day gift from her sons, who she loves so damn much. But I was buying her Mother's Day gifts as soon as I started working at 15. I stopped because she's so damn ungrateful when you do give her something. It's never good enough. Mm -hmm. It's never good enough. It's too cheap. I'm never going to wear that. What am I supposed to do with this? Uh, Oh, yes. I'm going to take it back. I spent $150 on a custom-made watch. It was a real gold, and it had the little, well, the diamonds probably weren't real, but it had her name in it, which is Jeffy. And, you know, I had it custom-made for her. I never once seen her wear that watch. I don't even think she probably, she probably threw it somewhere. But she'll get something like some lotions from, like, someone else or in the family, and that's just the best thing she ever got. I told myself after that, I will never spend that much money again because I never spent that much money uh, on anybody for real. And I wanted to show her like there's something special. So I know that our names are different and you know, to get a watch out of gold with her name, I just thought that that would be beautiful because she liked jewelry and like, I just never seen her wear or even try to wear it. Like not on holidays, anything like that. She took it and threw it somewhere. And it took me um, like four to five payments to pay that watch off because I, w- I didn't have the money for that. But I wanted to show her like, I lo- hey, I love you and I made this specifically for you. Never again. Yeah, and, and then what makes th- this next part of the story worse is like, okay, so while I'm dealing with that shit, before I start dealing with that shit, now understand, I'm the first of the grandchildren. I'm the oldest. Mm-hmm. Her, part of her bitterness with me is that I'm, I'm the reason she was a grandmother before she was 40. Mind you, my mother was 19 years old and living on her own when she had me originally, and then they forced her to move back home. But my mother was a fucking full adult. She was 18 when she got pregnant with me, out living on her own, and had been for a while. And my, you know, my father said the right damn thing, and she got pregnant, right? So here I am, and, I, and because she was 38, 39 um 38 actually no she was 37 hold on wait a minute mama was 19 grandma was 18 when she had her so she was roughly 37 38 years old when i was born that was a problem to her and she also never failed to mention i didn't find this out until i was older that they tried to force my mother and father to give me up to them because they wanted to raise me as their own you know that real old school shit because yeah. my mother wasn't married when she got pregnant with me, but that didn't make oh, any yeah, fucking sense. To my, me. That is my grandma. Mm-hmm. I know exactly what you're talking none about. Of, that. None of that shit made any sense. But then, because I'm the oldest grandchild, I often got stuck with babysitting. That means all the other grandchildren were attached to me because BJ's the oldest, and that's my nickname. Don't you call me that. It's family name. But <laughs> they're, you know, they all loved me. And, you know, so. I'm kind of the role model of the family because I'm the oldest. I'm who they looked up to more than their fathers because their fathers went shit, honestly. Um, not that they were horrible dads at that time, but I was more active with them than their fathers were. So I have a relationship with all of my cousins, but I had not discussed my sexuality with them. And that was my place to discuss. 
But my mm-hmm. oldest uncle Keith decides to bring it up in front of my cousins after they came over when I was living with my grandparents. They come over and they decide they want to talk, they want to harp on my sexuality and tell me how they think it's wrong, how I'm going to hell and all that shit. And I said, well, first of all, since we sit here in judgment, let me point out all the ways in which each one of you fuckers are going to hell. I'm like, uh, many ways, baby. And I looked at him, I said, every last one of y'all had children out of wedlock, but you sitting here talking down to me, sweetie. Hmm. I'm like, every last one of you that's sitting here condescending to me, and one of you ain't, at that point, had never been married and never married one of his baby mamas. So I'm like, who the fuck are you to tell me I'm going to hell? Then I got on said uncle, because I'm like, by the way, when you sitting here judging me and shit, weren't you just downstairs asking me questions about my sex life and what I get out of it? Mm, Bring your bitch ass no. up closet before you come at me, sweetie. Then I, but I was mad. To me. But I was mad because I'm like, this is, and I said, this is not a discussion to have right now because I had not talked to my little cousins about it yet, and they brought it up. So then I hit the fucking roof. I said, so not only do y'all come at me with this religious ass bullshit that I don't believe anyway and doesn't fucking scare me, but you brought that up in front of my little cousins like this was the time or the place to have this. Well, it's what you are. I said, you're right, but it wasn't your fucking place to tell them that. It was mine. Right. So I said, so now I'm going to go have a conversation with my cousins and explain any questions that they have myself. And at that point, I threatened my uncle. I was like, and if you happen to interject in this conversation, I'm going to beat your ass. I said, and not a damn person in this house is going to stop me. So that means if your daddy get in my fucking way this time, he going to catch this right hook too. They left me the fuck alone that time, but I'm like, this is, <laughs> this is the type of shit they do. They were trying to belittle me in the eyes of my, my little cousins, but instead, my cousins looked at me and said, you still BJ. You are still our big cousin. This don't change nothing. None of that matters to us. Thankfully, they were smarter than their fucking father, but I'm still pissed. I'm like, that's just the type of shit they do and then any other opportunity they've gotten to show me how not the favorite i am they've taken like when my mother came up for christmas one year way back in i want to say 2013 and they my grandfather sends money to her for the other grandchildren but he suddenly made up a rule that once we turned 18 he didn't get christmas gifts no more right Except he sent money for one of the grandchildren who was 18 years old and and, um, still hadn't graduated high school. Meanwhile, (laughs) this was 2014 because I was graduating. I graduated college or was getting ready to graduate college. So this is the end of 2013 going to 2014. I'm getting ready to graduate from college, get my first degree, something nobody else in the family has done, by the way. And what degree did you get? That was my psychology degree. Oh, okay. So... I'm like, he sends my mama with his money for them, and she's pissed, but she too damn nice sometimes, so she went ahead and brought it and gave it to the little cousins or whatever, and I, when my grandfather called on the phone, I was like, so let me get this straight. You said you're not giving none of us older kids no money, right? If we hit 18, but you just gave an 18-year-old's money. Well, he's still in school. I say he's still in school because the dumb motherfucker flunking out, so what does that mean? I said, in reality, you just didn't want to give me any money, and that's fine, but own that shit. And I'm, I'm like, I'm sitting here getting ready to graduate college. He can't even graduate high school, but he got money. And mm. I'm like, and, and then at that point, he started feeling, I said, no, no, keep your punk ass money. I don't even need it at this point. <laughs> I said, it's the principle of the matter because you made up a bullshit excuse to not give me something. Those rules, but those you, those rules. 
But but you turned around and broke that that same damn rule that you used to not give me or my sister nothing to give this one something. Bet. I said, I know where we stand now. Don't ask me shit else. So I stopped calling. I, we don't have nothing to talk about because I'm like, y'all keep throwing it in my face that I'm not what you want in a grandchild. I'm not. Okay, cool. So do you think they treated you that way mostly because of your sexuality? It didn't have nothing to do with that because it's the same way they treat my mama. Okay, so it's just the way that they treat They treat me, my mama, the same. Yeah, we are all the black sheep for no reason other than my grandmama fucked up. And she's the one that treats us the worst. And she's, honestly, she's jealous of my mama. My mother does things that she can't do like leaving bad relationships, like taking care of two children entirely on her own. Mm. Like, you know, being able to work full time and, you know, provide for those children on her own, provide for herself, had nice, you know, cars, nice houses, so on and so forth. But you saw that. That's the good thing. You saw the difference of even though that, that, stuff was happening to her and she had a mom that was against her she still kind of prevailed now my mom was the opposite she did not prevail she allowed my grandmother's toxicity to get into her life she got married at a very young age and she ended up being pregnant with my sister um and then she ended up being pregnant with us not even i think a year later and she dealt with a man that was like the man I found out this is the crazy and we who knows what other secrets that this family truly has my dad actually was trying to talk to my grandmother so my grandma always had this very deep deep hate for my dad for some strange reason and I honestly feel like it's more to that story than what we're being told because my grandma when her mouth gets to spewing she started telling stuff. So apparently my dad was trying to talk to my grandma. My grandma explained she was an older lady, you know, because she did look younger from the pictures I saw back in the day um, than than what she was. So she told him that she had a kid. And I guess somehow my dad and my mom started to talk. Well, when my grandma went out of town for a week or something, when she came back, all I know is that they said that my mom and my dad was married and and all this crazy stuff was going on. And this this pretty much how we heard the story all our life. But then I also hear stories of, well, my dad may not be the same dad as my sister's dad, me, me and my twin brother. And she said this to me more than once, more than a few times. So it it's starting to make me feel like you know, just with the disconnect between me and my sister in, in in life, like I think about all the things that we've been through and how we interact with each other. We never truly had a good relationship from the beginning, ever. Even when my mom was alive, we fought like fucking animals. Like we hated each other. And I always tried to be the person that men did and make it better. But at this point, I just, I don't have the energy to men shit anymore because it's like, Man, I remember this time when this shit happened to me and she did this and she did that. It's like pure hate each each line of the road. I can even write it down. And you'd be like, damn, what the fuck is wrong with you? People would tell me, hey, man, I think your sister don't like you. I'll have people tell me that I don't think your sister like you. 
And I'll be like, no, no, no. It's just, she's just, she's just strong headed. This is just how she is. But after dealing with so many years of that and like really sitting down and thinking, I'm like, I don't think this bitch like me. And I've always had a problem with figuring out if people truly like me or didn't like me because I always give people the benefit of the doubt. I'm always like that person that's like, well, maybe they just cold hearted or maybe they just need more love. But yeah, I just think that like maybe if I knew more about my mom and dad and the past for real, for real, I could understand where this this hate is coming from because my grandma, as she get older, she keeps telling these different types of stories. And like she keeps, you know how like it keeps becoming more revealing and, and everything. And I honestly think my grandma may have fooled around with my dad or something may have happened. I'm not exactly sure what happened, but it's just this deep hate to the point where when my mom died, my dad couldn't even come up here and see us anything because my grandma said she was going to blow his brain out. Now, I understand you mad that, you know, you married her only daughter, but what's making you so angry to where you want to kill somebody because your daughter died? And she didn't die from him. She died from smoking and stuff. So it's just it's just a lot of questions that I have with a lot of things um, with the family secrets. And I honestly feel like if I go too deep, I'm not going to like what I find out. Child, look, I got plenty of family secrets on mine and it doesn't get any better as things go along. You know, we have. Here's another thing with my since we've been adults. She has this tendency to call others whores, right? Or or sluts or whatever. Yeah, that's my grandma. So she mm-hmm. said that she said that once about my little sister, and I think she said it about me, and I fired back and I'm like, You calling us sluts, but who is my mama's daddy again? Exactly. And my that's what I'm saying. My grandmother, and like I said, I don't care at this point. She did the same fucking shit. You had a baby out of wedlock. Like, you literally was fucking three men at the same time. Mind you, you was married to one of them, and the man that you was messing with, the second man you was messing with, you was freaking, he was with you do both marriages, because she'd been married twice. But it wouldn't even need another day, man. It was another young man who was young, like 10, 15 years younger than her, in his teens. Or tw- early 20s. I think she said teens. That she got pregnant by. And she's a 35-year-old thing, woman. 35-year-old woman. My thing woman. with my grandmother was this. There were two or three different possibilities for who could have been the biological father of my, my mother. And neither one of them were very good. None of them were the man that I called my grandfather. He Again, he was a Vietnam. He was off at war. Like He physically could not have fathered my mother. Yeah, but I'm like, one possibility was your best friend's husband, because that rumor still floats around in that area up there that that's her real daddy. Then there's the man that is supposedly her real daddy, who I knew by about age seven or eight was supposedly my real grandfather, but he never wanted shit to do with us. And it was a little harder to, to you know process that he was my biological grandfather just because my mother looks nothing like him. I look nothing like him. He's black and ugly, honestly. Um, <laughs> like, my mama's real light, and 
you know, she's a little darker in tone than my grandmother is, but she's still light skin. And, you know, I was just like, mm, we don't look like him, thank God. Um, and that wasn't a colorist remark, that was just simply the fact that he's ugly. Uh, and then there was my grandfather's brother. <laughs> so I'm like, you called us sluts. But she couldn't definitively prove that she had a DNA test to prove who my mother's real father was. I think my mother more or less accepted it somehow or another at this point. But still, yeah. I fired back with that jab. Like, who is my real granddaddy again? Yeah, oh, 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 She looked, she looked, she looked like she wanted to cuss me. I said, no, no, no. See, if you're going to come calling us names, remember, you got skeletons in your closet too. Shall I start pulling out some more? Exactly. When did you then I'm then I'm I'm finna go down the list. I'm like, when did you and Ivory really get married again? Now that point I got cut off. My mama intervened. She's like, all right, that's enough. I said, no, don't come for us if you don't want the smoke. Cause I'm not finna spare you just because you're you're my grandmother. I don't give a fuck about that. And that's what they think. They feel like they older and we supposed to give them that respect. They feel like they can say whatever the fuck they want to say. These words, I can say what the fuck I want to say. I've been here this many years. And y'all words have caused so much hate and pain. Yep. So I'm like, if you're going to call us names, I'm going to call you names. So if we're sluts, based on how my little sister was dressed or a little bit of activity in my life now, sweetie, you the queen poobah of fucking sluts. Don't mm -hmm. come for me if I didn't send for you, lady. She left me the fuck alone. But she, always got, she always got those kind of like sneak disses to say. Like, you know, the way she messes with my mother, she tries to pick at my mother about her weight. Mm -hmm. And my our response to that is, sweetie, you ain't skinny no more neither. So why is you I mean, picking at somebody else about their weight? Furthermore, who does that to their daughter? Huh, like she'll, is she'll kind of and I, I was never I was either too skinny growing up to where this woman was feeding me cookies and milk in the morning and when I get from school. And then I got too fat. Now I'm a fat ass bitch. Nobody wants me. I'm a whore. And I'm never going to be married. That's exactly yeah, yeah. what I was told. So, and, and now they now she want to have a selective memory. Oh, I didn't say that. Like She, she wants to have a selective memory about the fact that when I was like two months old or something, my mother took me to go see my other grandmother and mm -hmm. She had a problem with that, so she put me and my mama out with nowhere to go. They forced her to move back home, by the way. So if they had left her in her original fucking apartment and had intervened, she would we wouldn't be having this problem. But they wanted to dictate everything that went on in her life and mine. It's but my grandmother denies that she, she denies saying the words, take that little bastard and get out of my house, referring to me. Oh my god! She denies yeah. all of that, but my mother can confirm it. My father definitely confirms it because he says that's the day he lost all respect for my grandmother, and he had loved her up to that point. Yeah. Um. And then they were, you know, they tried to make my mom and dad get married, you know, and they were like, "Uh, that wasn't in the plans." Like, no. <laughs> um. They tried the whole taking me and, and raising me as their own. Then they want to control when I. And again, she took me to see my grandmother after she had just gotten out of the hospital. 
So my, my father brings her home or whatever, and then has to go take her right back. And, you know, we wound up staying with my other grandmother for a while. That's a story in and of itself. But, but that sounds like my grandma too, because when um that with me and my daughter, when um I can't believe she did some shit like that. And my my baby daddy would tell you, she tried to do that old school shit, like you said, where she told him, I'll give you some money if you leave so we can get we can take care of the baby. Because when they can't take care of no baby on her own, why would you tell a man that why would you do that? And she would always tell him he needs to leave me alone. And and when I tried to let Sky get to know her dad's family, she would be so toxic about it, so against it. And just all these things she would say, I'm, all these names, that shit is real. Like, I don't know why grandparents do that shit, but that shit is real. Like, they don't want them to know the father's side of the family. And I know a lot of other women that could probably attest, that, attest to that because the father's side of the family is, like, the very important. But for some reason, these grandmas and these moms, they don't want their daughters on the father's side of the family. They don't want them to know nothing about the dad. The dad ain't shit. This ain't that. They don't want us to, to, to get to know each other. Nothing like that. That shit is crazy to me. And it happened a lot. Scott, now my daughter is older and she really not close to her dad. Like I feel like she's supposed to because in our heads, we was always being pulled apart. So it's crazy. Now, I mean, at least in my case, I can honestly say that situation has nothing to do with why my father wasn't shit. But, I mean, that's one of the things that my grandmother will lie about now. And say and swear up and down that she didn't say and she didn't do. And yes, the fuck she did. Like, Again, my mother says it, my father says it, my uncles have said it, because my my uncles were both there. As a matter of fact, the only reason that my mother was able to get any of our stuff was because my younger uncle went and took it out of the trash, as I recall. Mm. That's crazy. So, but but Daisy wants to deny that now. She didn't she didn't do that. She didn't say that. She didn't call my mother out her name. She didn't uh she didn't call me a fag. She didn't do any, any of these hurtful ass things. And we're like, bitch, yes, you did. Yes, you did. We know you did but it, and they, they got a whole of family and still lie. Like, and my mother has more of a you know a tie there because that is her mother, so she still has the urge to deal with her. And mm-hmm. I've just let it be known: I don't. You can't berate me for thirty some years of living, and then in the twilight of your life decide that you want me to make the effort to make you feel better about you being a horrible fucking human being. That's not how it works. That is not how this works. And that's unfair. I was a child. I didn't ask to come here regardless of how I got here. I didn't ask to come here. So there's never been any cause for you to treat me the way that you you treat me. Mm -hmm. But you treat me that way. And then you want to, again, you want me to come make you feel better about it. I'm not the forgive and forget type bitch. I ain't no Christian. I'm I'm a whole... I tell you right now, I'm not no more. I'm Christian, but look, fuck that. Even God had a limit. That's why he fucking flooded the first time. And my thing is this. I am a whole witch over here. I'm a whole pagan. My my gods are Zeus and Hera, damn it. They don't say shit about no damn forgiveness in this joint, okay? I'm going to treat you the way that you treat me. 
Now, I'm not going to necessarily constantly call you out your name and talk down on you, but I am going to remove your negativity from my life. There's no right. place for it here. And I've told, you know, me and my mother have to talk about this every now and then. I'm like, look, I understand that your mama and we, she don't had a few death scares where they thought she was really on her way out of here. And I told mom, I said, well, don't fucking tell me until she died. And Honestly. some people thought that was harsh. Man, some people thought it was harsh. Whatever. Honestly, I said, I said, and let me be clear, y'all better have her fucking funeral on the weekend because I'm not, I'm not missing work to come down there for that. Right. Again, some people thought I was mean for that. I'm like, no, I'm dead ass serious. You, I am not one of those people that suddenly starts talking nice about people because they did. If you were a shit in life, you are a shit in death to me, and I'm going to call you out on it. So, I'm one, and I'm one of those people like I'm not going to waste my time with you no more. I'm fucking over it. Like, yeah. you, you, and like it's done. And that's exactly Thank how you. I feel about family members. About family, it's okay. You did what you did. You enjoyed yourself. It's done. I think one of the last times we had that, that conversation, she had gotten real close to death. Now, I was still back in St. Louis at this point. And they called me because they're like, we think she's really on her way out. Can you make it up here? I said, hell no. What? No. <laughs> I'm not coming up there. They're like, but she's going to die. I said, and tell me when the bitch croak. I said, you can call me when she die. And if she happened to die, y'all can schedule the funeral on the weekend. I might I might scrape up enough funds to fly up there. But I'm not in a hurry to come up there, I said, because the other thing is, I'm the oldest grandchild. So y'all hey. going to be stupid and think when I come, if I come to this funeral, that y'all want me to get up here and talk about her. You really don't. You know me. And they, it, it, the thing about that is, like, why the fuck do we have to like the family members that clearly disliked us all our life? Why do I have to like you now? I don't fucking have to like you. I'm not obligated to like you or love you or break my schedule because now you something has happened and now y'all want my attendance. Yeah, and I'm like, no, I, I, my attendance is not happening for any of that. If it doesn't coincide with my schedule, a vacation, or some time off already I planned, I ain't doing it. That's exactly how and, I feel. All the members of my family at this point. I'm not breaking you know, no more ties. What's funny, though, do you have any of them, the other, like, outside family members that are, like, really attached to your grandma that think that, like, she's the best person in the fucking world? No. And they come and they come to you. They like, mean as hell. And they well, see, I have away. a different problem. I have a different problem. See, I have a cousin who thinks the world of my grandmother and grandfather because years ago, I guess they helped her with something long before I was born. And so she just thinks they're the greatest people in the world. So I had, I remember having a discussion with this particular cousin because I was getting ready to leave North Carolina at that point. Now at that point I was getting ready to go and, and try doing wrestling school or whatever. And mm-hmm. Ooh, wrestling school? I was coming up, yeah. 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 Another, <laughs> another topic. Another day. Um, no, but, no. I mean, it, it is what it is. I was going to wrestling school up in Pennsylvania. I was that yeah, was I my plan. Wrestling. I was making my attempt to go up there or whatever. And I they asked me what I was getting ready to do and blah 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 blah. And I'd let them know. But I actually had to come back to St. Louis first, and then I was gonna go up there because it was a special start day and all that shit. But my cousin's like, like, well, she goes, My aunt, she's like, Aunt Daisy and Uncle Ivory help you. That's my grandparents' name, in case you figured it out. So I got Aunt Daisy and Uncle Ivory help you. You know, they'll they'll help you get some money or whatever so you can go do what you want to do. I said, who the fuck is you talking about? I said, what Daisy and Ivory is you talking about? Who who help who and help do what? 
She's like, well, they're your grandparents. I said, and they've never been that kind of grandparent to me. So who told you that? She's like, well, they were always really helpful to me. So I don't see no reason. I said, well, let me go ahead and tell you something about your precious aunt and fucking uncle here real quick. Mama trash. I was like, nope, nope. You need to know this. I said, your, grand, your fucking aunt and uncle can't stand me. I said, mm -hmm. they will never under no circumstances help me with anything, send me any kind of money to finance anything that I do, even though they sitting here taking care of their grown ass sons that are growner than I am right now. They are damn sure not going to help me. I said, so the days in ivory that you know is not the days in ivory that I know, sweetie. They not help me do shit. They not trying to help me do anything to succeed because all that I do that surpasses what they and they stupid nothing ass sons do, I guess makes them feel some kind of way. And she still has them up on this pedestal and I'm like, don't come talking to me about my grandparents because what they showed you is not who they really are. What they showed you is not how they treat me. People don't understand yeah. it. Like it's it, it, people to show different faces to different people. The faces I seen yeah. with some of my family members, they don't show that face to other motherfuckers. People think the world of them. They think these people good, but these motherfuckers be until you make them mad. Then they see that. Ooh, but that's what you be dealing with. That that been told you that 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 person is the mm. way that they are. You just seeing the face that they want you to see. They don't even see that with my grandparents now. So they just, they just, you know, that, that particular cousin just has this really lofty, well, she's starting to see a little bit wrong with my grandmother, but not what I see. I'm like, because again, you don't deal, you assume that my grandmother is like your mother, her sister, and she's not. Although, to be honest, your mom, uh, to that particular cousin, your mama was evil as hell the past fucking 10 years of her life. So, mm. Because she was. She was mean as fuck. But before that, she was somewhat nicer. And and you would, they expected my, you know, because they were all raised by my great-grandmother, they expect them to all act like my great-grandmother. I'm like, well, if my oldest aunt May don't prove that that ain't the fucking case, no. And my, my grandmother is nothing like her mother. Nothing. She looks like her, but she doesn't act like her. Right. Like so, mm -hmm. that that warm grandmotherly. Oh, I do anything to help you. Shit, that, that my cousin thought she. I was like, no, that's not my grandma. I don't know who the fuck you thought Daisy really was. But that ain't who she is. And she got a little offended that night, and I didn't give a fuck because I was like, sweetie, I live this shit. I have to deal with them on a regular basis. I ain't getting no damn help from them. <laughs> I feel like if they, but, if your family don't include you, why do we have to include? Why do you have to include them? Like after the blatant shows of me being excluded, now I don't want to be in the picture. And I learned my lesson after the last couple of times I tried being nice because my thing, I told my mother about this before. I said, I don't want my kids honestly to know my family outside of my mama, my daddy, who they know and know very well, um, and my sisters. I don't want them to know anybody on mama's side of the family. I don't want them to know my grandparents. I don't want them to know my uncles. Because, and my middle child met my older uncle one time. He met Keith one time because he came to town and he was talking nice that time. And before he got there, I let my son know. I said, for the record, don't get used to this motherfucker coming around because I can't stand him. I'm going to tolerate him today. But if he pissed me off, your daddy might be going to jail. Ooh. And I meant that. Because that's the I uncle that I... I don't even want to spend holidays no more. I don't even want to spend holidays. I, 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 I don't. I'd rather be by myself. 
And here, and here was the last straw on me at least calling these motherfuckers for their birthdays. Two years ago, my birthday rolls around. My birthday is October the 13th. Been the Ooh. same motherfucking day for almost 34 years now, right? They know when my birthday is. I didn't hear from neither of my grandparents. My grandfather calls me two weeks after and leaves me a voicemail, Cotton answers the phone calls at work. And on said voicemail, he says, BJ, I'm sorry. I called, I was calling to say happy birthday. Um, I know it's a little late, but I, I, unfortunately it slipped my mind. Grandpa's getting kind of old. So, you know, I just wanted to say happy belated birthday to you. Two weeks after the fact, I slipped your mind. Motherfucker. You right. You right. I slipped your mind. So when I heard that message, I called my mama and I went off. Not on her, but I told her, I said, tell your motherfucking daddy, he not going to get no call back from me and tell him this. Since it slipped his fucking mind to call me for my birthday, it's going to slip my motherfucking mind to return his phone call ever. And she was like, he really, I say, yes. I was like, do you want to hear the damn message? That's exactly what he said. I, it slipped his mind. My birthday slipped his mind. So since my birthday slipped his mind, he going to slip my mind from now Ooh. until he turned down. I got a story so, for you on a birthday. I, yeah, I do not. I, I, my birthday, I just, last year was my last year dealing birthdays with family members. Last year showed me clearly, once again, I was not part of anything I needed to be a part of. Fuck that. Slip your mind. Okay, well then. I mean, and that, that was my thing. I was like, that's just reaffirming. Why am I being nice to y'all when y'all come into town or whatever? Like, and the last time my grandfather came into town, I was nice enough to let him and my stupid ass uncle and his dumb ass kids come over <laughs> to my house. Mind you, before anybody get all offended, the reason I said it about his kids is because I had threatened with one of the asses. While he was there, because he was he was starting to get a little too um I don't know what he had an attitude problem, and I was gonna promptly remind him. As a matter of fact, I'm so damn good at disciplining kids. His father offered to leave him with me because he was talking too damn much, and they weren't ready to go yet. He said, "You gonna keep hugging me? I'm gonna leave you here with BJ." And Zaire looks at me. My other cousin looks at me and is like, "Well, what's so bad about that?" I said, "Because I'm gonna beat your ass." <laughs> keep talking shit. I said, because you talk too damn much and you talk like you're in the door and I'm going to whoop your ass. That's right. why he just said that. And I said, I hit a lot harder than your daddy do. You don't want these problems, bro. He said, oh, no, I'm ready to go now. I said, I bet you are. Get the fuck out. I was nice enough that time. But I'm like, after that, and then the birthday thing comes up, I'm like, I'm never dealing with you people again. I'm like, if I come into town, don't ask my, I told my mom, don't ask me to go see them people. I don't care. Well, no. I, I made an addendum. I said, I'm going to go see your brother because I'm going to whoop his ass. <laughs> but don't ask me, do I want to go see my grandma and grandpa? Fuck no. For what? I got beef so you, with her yeah, brother. And that shouldn't make you feel like that's just, uh, that. you don't need that energy in your life. Like sometimes no, it's best to love people from afar you, and you love them. But, and just because they family don't mean you got to be around them motherfuckers. And I'm going to say this. I don't love them. I have no love for them. Now, I'm not as vehement as my godbrother is towards his family. I'm not necessarily wishing that they would die. I'm not necessarily going to rejoice when they die. Yeah. But I'm not going to grieve either. Because my good memories of y'all are very few and far between. 
and the bad outweighs the good. So I'm not one of those people that can maintain love to people who don't show me love. Some, I miss somebody trying to join. Um, but yeah, I, I, that, that's my thing with them. I'm like, there, there's no love here. So even when they say shit, like when they do talk to me, they're like, oh, I love you. Er, okay. Anyway, <laughs> good way of showing it. I don't, at this stage, you know, I've told my mother, I'm like, I don't want to be around them because they bring out a darker the worst side part of you. Yes, without that's what I'm saying. Some people bring that dark and it's triggers exactly. They bring that dark side of you, and then that's all you see in yourself, but that's not how you really are. But being around that particular energy makes you feel like, damn, you start to feel all that shit that happened back in the past, all that shit start coming up. You you get that that, that those thoughts you want to beat that person ass you don't even want to be around them and I'm just to the point where I don't have no more energy for that shit I cannot be around somebody that makes me feel bad every time I come around fuck it it's pointless to me at this point I'm 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 too old like I I need to start enjoying stuff I can't enjoy stuff with y'all ever since I've been around with y'all since I've been born it's been a fight. Yep. It's always a fight. I don't want to fight no more. I want to fucking then, kick it. And then for my part too, you know, the reason I said I don't want my kids to know them, I, was, I look at it like this. Now, you know that all of my children are foster children. My yeah. children have all been through some shit. I'm trying to show them, you know, what love really is and taking them around my fake ass family. That part of my fake ass family? No, I can't do that one. I'm like, they've already been through too much. And what they don't need to see is me not practicing what I preach. <laughs> because I'm lovey-dovey with them, and I can't be that way with my biological family. I, I can't feel that and way. I'm going to tell you, them kids be watching, because my daughter, some shit happened to her with my grandma, and she remembers everything. She tells me. So you're doing good by not bringing them into that. That's my thing. They, they've got enough trauma in their lives. They don't need to see the person they acknowledge now as their father beating the fuck out of his uncle. Because <laughs> that's what's going to happen. They don't need to hear me cussing out my grandparents because they say something that sets me off and triggers me and there is no one that can restrain me. Right. They don't need, you know, to necessarily, they just don't need to see me in that environment. And I'm like, I have been removed from that environment for a number of years, to be honest, because I have, like, aside from them two visits, so one in 2018 and one in 2019, I have not seen any of them in person. I, when I went up there two years ago for my little sister to give birth to my niece, I purposely did not allow my mother to tell anyone close to my grandparents that I was there because I said I'm not going to see them I came here for Brianna I came here for uh, Bella my first niece I'm not here to see them I don't want to see them I don't want to talk to them I don't want they don't even know I'm here you can tell them I was here after I leave and that's what we did my mama honored my wish because I was like I, I, I don't have anything to say to them I don't want to see them so did they get a little uppity about it afterwards did I get a phone call yes and they're like well you was here and you didn't come say hi fuck you <laughs> what did y'all want me to do y'all no I didn't want to be they, over there my family better hope I even call them on the holidays at this point I just don't want to deal with it like hey you know y'all always say I'm the drama person I don't even see and then it, it make it seem like I'm negative I'm like one of the happiest fucking people. Everyone that knows me knows I'm happy. 
Except for my family. Jackie, I didn't either. I know you act like that. Oh, you oh, you seem so mad about that. Only when I deal with family issues. So I'm just like, you know what, at this point I think I'm just gonna kinda take a I just noticed certain things even you know trigger things so like i get triggered by certain shit other people say that reminds me of shit that i've been through with my family so when i did the rant oh. the other you know earlier last week on my podcast about you know that stupid ass rapper and the baby and ti and all that dumb shit they with that? i don't even i still don't know what happened with that he said some dumb ass shit at, at his little concert that was really really homophobic uh and specifically against gay men really and you know, oh, he basically implied that, you know, people with HIV and AIDS die in two to three weeks. And we know that's never really been true, but definitely not true now. What the and fuck? then he further implied that those that have it are dirty and, you know, got it from being out there being dirty. And he probably then when, when the gay community called him out on the shit because it's like you're spreading misinformation and you're being homophobic and you said some sexist shit towards women and... Like he specifically singled out men in the last part this of his little shout out. He said that he fucked the babysitter though. He admitted to pedophile. Nobody ever caught that shit. Cause how old are babysitters for real? It depends, but either fucking way, he said stupid ass shit, and it pissed me off because I'm like, this is the type of shit that I had to hear coming up. This is the type of shit that I had to hear when I first came out of the closet about, well, what if you catch AIDS? Bitch, what if you catch AIDS? I mean, you can catch AIDS like, being straight. I, and that was my thing. Oh, well, come on now. But that was triggering to me. I said, because guess what? AIDS and HIV are not just sexually transmitted either. Sure, right? Drug use. Drug use, sharing needles, blood transfusions. Yep. So what he said was really fucking stupid. And that's why he's losing out on some money right now in performances and, you know, all kinds that's of artists calling him out. Home. The HIV test, anytime I get a blood transfusion, I had to get the HIV test before. And, and then I guess, I, when you're on, when you're on, and for those of us that take PrEP, while we're on PrEP, we have to get tested every three months instead of every six months like you do when you're not on PrEP. What's PrEP? I get tested. PrEP is what helps prevent HIV if you don't already have it. I stopped taking it. I was taking it for a while. I stopped taking it because of side effects, but... You know, while I was on it, I was getting tested every three months, like like clockwork. And I was doing mine through the mail. So I would get the blood work shit in the mail and send it back in to, you know, confirm that I'm still HIV negative. And even right. if I wasn't, that doesn't, the problem with him was it doesn't make you, you know, us less human if you do have it. And, right. but I'm like, that same shit that he said is the shit that I grew up hearing. So it was triggering. So that's why I did a podcast on it. And I went the fuck off. And then T.I. signing, you know, co-signing on the shit, talking oh, about someone with do, 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 you know, what he do, the baby can do his. And I was like, please go die. Please go jump right off the fucking cliff because your dumb ass or, or should really be watching your out. damn daughter virginity and shit. Like, you have no place to say shit. And, and then I'm like, furthermore, you and your wife are facing sexual assault charges from oh, at yeah. least three different women right now. So maybe you should be more concentrated on what you got going on in your house than trying to drag Lil Nas X into a situation that he wasn't involved in with the baby saying stupid shit. Shut the fuck up. So, but my thing is, the whole situation triggered me because I'm like, this is what I heard growing up. And then to hear somebody in this day and age just younger that should fucking know better say that shit and it's like he, what he said was you know basically he, he doing the thing you know where the rappers try to amp up you know the, the crowd they or whatever he's doing. Lollapalooza thing. 
Yeah. So they were like, he says, um, if you came here tonight and you ain't got HIV, AIDS, or any of the sexually transmitted diseases, gonna kill you in two, three weeks, light your phone and put it in the air. Wow. Then he followed up and said, if you a woman and your pussy smell like water, put light your phone and put it in the air. And I'm like, that didn't I'm even make any I'm sorry to tell you that ain't no woman pussy smell like water unless she dead. And then he chopped it off it with, if you like came here tonight, if you a nigga that came, and he said specifically, he said, if you a nigga that came here tonight and you're not, uh, you ain't been sucking dick in the parking lot. And then his DJ co-signs on that was like, because some of y'all out there is real suspect. Well, wow. first off, both of because why did you specifically call out the men that you think might be in the parking lot sucking dick? You didn't say nothing about the women. I know so you specifically have a problem with gay men. Bet, yep. dumbass. So somebody was like, like, it didn't even sound that homophobic. I think yeah, you're taking it out of context. We didn't. I watched the I whole damn thing. I could not figure out what he was saying because they won't. For some reason, nobody would record it in the article, but now I know. Yeah, so. I, I watched the whole damn clip and then his response afterwards after he got called out, mm-hmm. I caught that too. And he's like, well, I know I got LGBT, you know, fans or whatever, and but they the classy kind of fans. They not out here sucking dick in the parking lot. If you, if they gonna suck some dick, you gotta put them up in a five-star hotel. And, you know, my fans ain't the ones that's got, you know, HIV and, and AIDS and all that. They ain't dirty like that. Excuse you? Did you just buckle down on it after we already told you what you said was inaccurate? And that's why he looking at the so shit he that he's looking at with. digging his foot deeper and deeper into mm-hmm. shit. Yeah, he just dug it deeper in. It's like, you dumb fuck. Okay, so... I can see why they were tricking you, because that family, you know, I had an uncle that was gay, and he did die from HIV. He died from HIV, and we didn't know at the time... Well, not HIV, AIDS. We didn't know at the time what it was, and my grandma her, you know, she would say some really cruel things. And she'd be like, he was gay in the service, you know, and that's why he got it. He was gay. But then he was messing around with a lot of women, too. So, it's like, you automatically said that he got that because y'all know him to be gay in the service, but it was a woman he was messing around with who had it. How we know she didn't have it and give it to him. Yep, precisely. And I'm very triggering. Yeah, and I'm like, thankfully, I have been very careful and and preserving of you know my health for the most part. Um, I've never had a, a STD for real, so you know. Yeah. But I'm like, still, it's triggering just because it's like, dude, you really painting us in that light, like, bruh, and, and growing up with that type of shit, just like seriously. And when I get set off, I'm going to respond. So, and yeah. and having her all this different shit, well. Again, when I got forced out, I had to hear the, well, aren't you scared you might get HIV or AIDS? Bitch, aren't you scared you might get HIV or AIDS? Well, I'm not gay. Are you sure? Firstly, especially to my uncle. Secondly, um, <laughs> you don't have to be gay to get this disease. You really don't. You don't have to fuck around with somebody that is gay to get the disease, although you can get it that you way. You really don't. They have it. You can be fucking around with another heterosexual person that has it. And especially mm-hmm. with my uncle, since he's actually fuck crackheads. Um... Oh, wow. <laughs> you can very easily catch it from her because you made two babies with her, dumbass. And ain't no gay sex involved. Just saying, there's multiple ways this shit coming to be. And that's not the only concern to have. 
I'm like, yes, I know I'm going to have it worse being black and bisexual, by the way, in America. I'm a black bisexual male. I am everything Republicans hate. The only way I can be anything more than they hate is if I were transgender. I, I'm aware of, I was like, I'm aware of how hard I'm going to have it. And I'm like, but I also get it hard, not just from white America, I'm getting it from black America. Because the shit y'all say. So it's like the whole world against you. That's how I feel as a black woman. Like, I'm hearing all this stuff about how horrible we are, how bad our attitude is, how black women is just as difficult, you know, our hair nappy, we always wearing weave, we always this and that. And it's like, damn, I'm dealing with these white people that don't like me. Damn, I'm dealing with my own black people that's darker than me. I remember responding to a post about some. It was something about color, and it, and it wasn't about color. It was about just some black. And so I was like, man, you know, yeah, I definitely feel that this shit happened to me. And it was like, this shit ain't never happened to you. You see how light your skin is. This shit ain't never happened to you. Get off our post. Get off our post. I start responding to shit like that. I don't even know what to respond to these days. I and mean, I just kind of, <laughs> I, I just, I'm like, I just kind of respond to what I want, but I also I have this tendency. I feel the need. I'm like, I'm gonna call out bullshit when I see it, and I see a lot of you know toxic shit, and I'm like, I recognize certain toxic shit that was done to me, you know, growing up that I'm like, I don't want to do to anyone else myself. So I'm like, that's why I made the decision when I did. I wanted to raise children and I didn't go make biological children, although I'm fully fucking capable. Um, You know, I chose to foster and I like fostering and I'm going to return to fostering because... Do you still want to have any biological kids? If I have biological kids, um... Look, I, I may already have a couple. I don't know. I, at this point, it's not my concern. I have, you know, these three children that I'm that I fostered that are still looking at me as dad. That their names are tattooed on my yeah. arm because that's how permanent they are to me. And I don't need a biological child. I don't need to add to the overpopulation of the world. There right. are plenty of children in the system that need a home. And need somebody to love them and need a fucking family. And I am able to provide that. So I'm going to resume providing that. And my goal is always to do the exact fucking opposite of what most people did to me while I was growing up. With the exception of my mama, I tend to emulate what she did. And a lot of my parenting is, well, how would Felicia handle this? And so your mama that, set a good that, example for you. You do remember that. Well, yeah, my mother set the best damn example. So in a lot of ways, I parent like she does. I have a few, there are a few differences between her style of parenting and what I do just based on what I know that she didn't know. But yeah. by and large, yes, I'm going to model myself after the one positive role model, the one positive parental figure that I had, which was my mama. You know, and that's why I didn't, I didn't flinch at doing, you know, the foster parenting thing as a single parent. I mean, better to have one parent who loves you and is willing to do all that work than to have none. Yeah, and I, I think all yes, my children would agree with that at this point, because even I though I'm foster parents, because I sure ain't had no real ones. And, like, and, and that's my thing. Like, even though I'm 14, it's because they are real parents. Don't mean that they parents. 
True. Cause, and all three of my children can relate to that one because they don't have, yeah, well, my older child is different, but the, the younger two, they are aware of who their biological parents are. My middle child, you know, doesn't have too many, any memories of his biological father at all because he was already in jail by the time he could form memories. And right. he has very few of his biological mother, but he knows who they are. And my youngest child, knows exactly who his mother and father are and they ain't shit you know the whole time that i had him his frustration my frustration was being forced to deal with them but them not being willing to actually step up and be parents and they're still not they're still not doing what they're supposed to do they still yeah, you know, I took, the mother uh, still foster parent over my parents because I didn't learn anything from them. Like, I feel like a parent is here to teach you the good, th- you know, not the good things, but to teach you how to to, to handle certain situations. And I, and I had to learn everything on my own. And I always thought, like, you know, because we got kind of almost taken away twice from my mom, two or three times. But they would always give us to our grandma. And, and back in my mind, to be honest with you, I used to wish that they didn't give us to our grandma. I wish that they would just give us to, like, some other family, you know. But I know I hear foster stories that's scary like with bad foster parents but I always thought like it couldn't have been worse than my grandma or could it you know I just you really don't know but always in my head I was like I always wished that I could just go somewhere else and see how it is with a different family see how it feels I mean I can semi relate to that one. And, you know, with my youngest child, the only thing that his mother ever really taught him was fucking sir, um, how to steal food, basically, I guess, because since one of his punishments was being deprived of food, all he really learned from them is survival instincts, how to fend for himself. So living with me for the year and a half that he lived with me straight was a experience and it was a fight for me because all he's ever known is I don't always know where my next meal is going to come from. So I better steal this food that I see down where I can reach it and hide it in my room. So that when I get hungry later, I can eat it. Yeah. Survival. He has survival tactics. That's what he learned from his biological mother and his father was in prison most of his life. And just, you know, don't really want shit to do with them because if he wanted them, he would have them right now. And he does not. And to my knowledge, is nowhere close to getting them. So, you know, my goal with them, and I may at some point have to come get the youngest one and and bring him out here with me. You know, I may actually get that point to where I can adopt him. Just wait on them to terminate some rights. But and I definitely um, wish you the best in that journey because I know how much, you know, you love being a parent. I remember when you first started it, like when we, I think when we first started talking and everything, that was some years ago. Um, he was going through it and he was so excited, and I, I still see that in you. Like even though you've been a parent, you still got that that new excitement in you. Like we need more people like that out there, like you, Draco. People that want to take care of people and not just lead them. Like because a lot of parents be abandoning their kids, and they might not necessarily abandon them as in leave them but abandonment isn't just you know leaving some a kid by yourself abandonment could be where like you don't even talk to this kid you don't say nothing to this kid you don't really provide for this kid at all you do the bare minimum you don't give them any 
Huh? It's an emotional abandonment, and that's yeah, and that's harder than anything. Yeah, I, I mean, I feel some of that. My kids, you know, they felt you know towards their bio parents. All three of them have abandonment issues I for different reasons, but they have you know. My oldest one just felt like, oh, hold on, somebody wants to join. Oh, never mind. Um, my uh, oldest kid felt like his mother abandoned him to the system. Like she just threw her hands up in the air and didn't want anything to do with him. And he still sort of feels that way. And he's still angry towards her, even though I managed to coax him into therapy. You know, I still, yeah. And that anger stays with you in life because I still feel like I had a situation, you know, when I was younger where, um, my mom ended up taking my brother and sister out of school early and I remember the night before they was debating on who was going to stay with my grandma and everyone like I told you staying with my grandma was like prison so um we all had to like put our best notes into why we could go with mama and you know go back to the south because they was going back to the south and my mama did something so terrible that really fucked me up in life. And even when I think about it now, it's just bad. She took them out of school early. So when I started walking home, I noticed that my sister and my brother was not with me. So I, the whole time, I'm like, ooh, I'm snitching. I'm telling. Wait till I get home. I'm telling on them. I get home. Nobody's there. Nobody's at the house. So I go knock on my neighbor's door. Her name was Maymay. I remember her because she used to babysit for my grandma sometimes. She'll babysit us. And I was just like, my my mom's not home. My sister and brother didn't come from school. And I was like, um, she was like, yeah, you have to wait till your, your grandma get home. My grandma, she got off at, she'll get off at five. So she gets off at five. The first thing my fucking grandma says to me is, your mama left you. She didn't want you. Didn't nobody want you. So I guess you got to stay here with me. That fucked me up. Like I, I was like, "What?" Like no calls from my mama, nothing, no explanations for months, nothing. I had so many bad dreams. I had dreams of demons after that. I promise you, dreams of demons pulling my tongue out. I wake up with bruises and scratches all on me, and all this crazy stuff started just happening. I, I didn't know if I was like, I think I was just in a dark, dark place. So finally, my grandma, after she kept seeing me with these bruises and these scratches, and I was losing all this weight, like literally I was wasting away, she takes me to the psychiatrist. And the psychiatrist is like, you need to go take her down there to see her mom, wherever her mom is at. So my grandma decides to take me on vacation to go see my mom and dad them. And when we get down there, the way I interpreted it as at the time was like, they didn't want me because when I got down there, they had like the newest video game. They was living in this house and they looked like they was living good and everything was going good. And here I am fucking in this deep, deep, dark place with my grandma. And then so I begged my mama when I was down, there, I was like, please, you know, grandma, she's mean. You know, she's mean. Can I please stay down here with the family? And so my mom's like, no, you got to go back up there with your grandma. We can't, we can't take care of you. I can't take care of three kids. So at that point, something in me just let go. Like, it was like, these people don't fucking like me. And I started to have like, deep, like I just was just disconnected for a long time. And I remember when um, we came back up here, my grandma, she just, you know, she just was just a cruel, cruel, very cruel about it. 
Or always saying these really cruel things to me. That shit fuck with me for the rest of my life, even to this day. Like somebody just leaving me like that, like and not and not hearing anything. And then when you see them, they living this good life, and it's like, okay, so I'm stuck up here with this woman who hates me and telling me you hated me and you hated the way I looked and you was afraid I was gonna get raped and stole by my daddy. So that's why I'm up here. And that's why I can never be around my mom and my sister and brother. But she even went to an even sicker level and even said that I just wanted to go down there so I could fuck my twin brother. So, yeah. Family? <laughs> yeah, okay. So, yeah. That abandonment issues? I have that bad. And I've been working towards it. I've been working on it. You know, but it keeps me away from people because this is the way I feel like they gonna leave anyway. They not gonna stick around. I mean, for me, I just felt like I feel like this. My family taught me one key lesson is that and that is that family will fuck you over faster than anybody, which is why I have so many people that are chosen family that are not biologically related to me, but I'm far closer than because they've shown me that I can count on them when, you know, times get rough. Those are the people that I know if I'm struggling, you know, psychologically will, um, you know, help, you know, let me sit and vent to them. Or if, you know, when I was struggling, you know, because being a foster parent is clearly not always any more than being a quote unquote normal parent is not always funny. Yeah. It, it is not, you know, oh, I'm just, you got to be motherfucking Teresa, you know, in order to do this shit and you have to act like, no, I get frustrated. Mm-hmm. I get drained and I have a, you know, my chosen family or who I can call and say, you know, hey, I'm going to field punch your nephew across this room and here's why (laughs) am i actually about to field punch him probably not but i need to vent to you know to somebody and or you know when i get to a a really high extreme i have those people i can call and say come get your fucking nephew because i'm trying to avoid a jail charge right you know and you know at any point where i'm having any of these struggles even with financial struggles whatever the struggle is there are people that i know i can call that i can count on that will help me in one way or another versus my biological family who won't help with shit and really ain't gonna do nothing but talk about me behind my back and spread my business to the rest of the family that i didn't ask for help that's exactly what you know so i choose my family now like obviously my mother is my mother and and you know She's always going to be, you know, the top queen to me. But the rest of my family, you know, is, is mostly chosen people. Like, yeah, I, I acknowledge my biological sisters and I'll acknowledge my father. But the ones that I'm the tightest with, the ones that I call my sisters and brothers are really just the friends that have been around so long and so tough that they family now. Right. And I prefer it that way. And I've explained that to my children because, you know, as far as they know, they got a bunch of aunts and uncles. And occasionally you have to let them know that just like you are not biologically my son, they're not biologically my sibling, but they are family to me the same way I'm now dad to you. And that makes sense in their heads because they see what I do for them. So 
they call all of my chosen family, auntie and uncle, and my mother is their grandmother, and my father is their grandfather, and my stepfather is also their grandfather, so that gets confusing, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, it yeah, works out like this sometimes. Look, I mean, to be honest, for the younger ones, they got more confusion coming if ever I settle down in life, you gonna have two daddies. So, they'll get used well, to it. Ain't no difference. <laughs> exactly. So, let's see. Oh, somebody wants to join. Let's see. Hello. Hello. How's it going? Pretty good. All right. Uh, what's going on? <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I've been just sitting there scrolling through for like the last 10 minutes. I'm bored as fuck. I've been dealing with a bunch of bullshit. You know, just want people to fucking bullshit around with. You okay? <laughs> <laughs> so we was just here talking about toxic families, like, and just dealing with the toxic Oh. I mean, I've, I've dealt with toxic families from my own extended also with the mother of my children family like i've dealt with toxicity just constantly it's, it's exhausting it's draining it is it's, it takes a lot. it's like <laughs> i don't I'm, on, I'm one of those people i don't like drama i i don't right? drama is the most soul-sucking thing you can possibly go through because it's just like you look at it after it's over with it's like why the fuck were y'all so stupid to have to make this such a big issue? <laughs> I, can, I can agree. I say that quite a bit dealing with my family. Like, like I'm serious. They make the simplest like, things bad. Yeah, like it is. It's it's not even like I, I've I've noticed a, a pattern about toxic people are just they're just perpetually negative. Nothing is ever a positive light with them. It's just, it's always got to be something bad. Like, you, you lose a hundred bucks. All right. Yeah, that sucks. But so fucking what? It's just money. <laughs> but with some people, that's the end of the world. Like, oh my God, you lost a hundred dollars? What is wrong with you? Oh my goodness. Like, you're the fucking dumbest person in the world. Like, I can make that tomorrow. I'm not worried about it. I'm not gonna. Oh, that's... Yeah, that's that sounds an awful lot like my family, honestly. So. <laughs> <laughs> and like the, the the worst thing is is like you can sit there and like point out everything that they're doing, give them a psychological break or psycho uh, psychological is psychological breakdown as to why they do things. The 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 intent behind them, and they still look at you like you're fucking retarded. And it's just like, now I can talk to a complete and total stranger about this, and it makes sense. Why the hell does it make sense to you? Because you're a hell of a lot smarter <laughs> than the other person I explained this to you. You are so smart, but you are so stupid. <laughs> Maybe because it's probably from the person they don't want to hear it from. Oh, I know, I know, I know that that's the the. It doesn't matter where the information comes from. If information is true, information is true. That's true. Yeah, but if you notice a, a toxic individual, you know, like my toxic ass family don't like to acknowledge things that we know to be true. So pointing it out oh, to uh, them, they're, they're, they live in a perpetual state of denial. Mm -hmm. You're not going to get and, any arguments from me, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> eh, it's just like, it, it's, 
one of many draining things about dealing with my family. Nothing is acknowledged that they did wrong, but everything they feel that I did wrong, or my mom did wrong, or my sister did wrong, they got to acknowledge that shit. Hmm. I have a question, and, and I don't. I don't mean this. I don't mean to sound intrusive, but I'm genuinely curious. Does your family like struggle with financial stuff? Honestly, yeah. Like, okay. I think I'm probably the. I can't say that I make the most money because my grandfather made the most, but no one could. If you look closely, you can't tell because no one could fucking explain where the money went. <laughs> Ever. He worked yeah. for Ford Motor Company for forty some years. Oh, so Jesus that means that, even, even that when I was a kid, a shit ton of money. Exactly. Even when I was a kid, he was at twenty some dollars an hour, and yeah. I have never met a broker man in my life. You know, I've never I've, met a man perpetually broke. Yeah, I mean, and it's it's. I bet he was the type that was constantly trying to help up his help out his kids or his grandkids, and just never really put money. <laughs> oh, hell so. no! Really? Well, listen, let me put it this way: He, my uncles, are in their late forties now. He still mm-hmm. takes care of both of them, but as far as my mother, me, and my sister nothing at all we don't get jack shit and only a couple of the other younger grandchildren get something so and he was just constantly doling out cash he was just selective on the individuals that he actually did it for. i mean i know now where a lot of it went like a i know now he had a gambling problem at one point and he definitely had a drinking problem and he also has a couple of kids outside the marriage that he had to have been paying some child support on and didn't nobody know about. Ooh. Well, we knew about the kids, we didn't know about the child support. <laughs> now, I'm, at this point in life, I can put two and two together and be like, well, aside from you blowing your money on gambling, I know he has one son my age, and he has another one somewhere around that age in a whole different state. And that's the only one he told my grandmother about, but we know the one from back in St. Louis where I'm from. I know that one because that one's my age and I've met him. Like, so we know, now I know. I'm like, okay, you had at least two kids that you were probably paying child support on. In addition to, you know, my grandmother had a gambling problem too. So, you know, they've had to file bankruptcy three times. Um, So there wasn't, you know to the rest of the family he portrayed like he had money and that would have been true if he knew what the hell he was doing. <laughs> but like, I earlier, like um, the fam- his side of the family didn't know that when they used to come up for Thanksgiving that he went into debt covering all that food. <laughs> because he had to portray like he was more stable and then figure it out after everybody left how the hell he was going to make up where, where he took money from. I mean, it, it's it's uh, a. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, the only time I've ever had money problems is when I'm constantly giving money to people that I don't really want to give it to. So, <laughs> yeah. Now, see, one one I can relate a little bit more to. So, you know, when I'm taking care of people that I shouldn't be taking care of, that are adults. <laughs> that's you know more more of a problem that I would have when I'm broke. He on the other hand, nah. <laughs> he just didn't know how to manage his damn money. Yeah. money I mean, every, every, everybody's got their problem. It was more just about jealousy and competition in my family. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I definitely know what that's like. I, yeah, I, I have a hint of the, well, I have a lot of the jealousy that floats around in my family. Hmm. You know, because certain people just feel like they should have been able to do certain things, but they never made the effort to do those things. So now that I do them, that's a problem. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, people, people, people tend to, to be a little keeping up with the Jones effect. That tends to create oh, yeah. a little bit of animosity. Well, you know, like it, it's a problem in my family that I'm the one among the you know immediate family that went to college and actually graduated. I'm the one that stays consistently working, and I don't have to ask my mother for help very often, if at all. I don't call them for help because that would be a waste of my breath. I, I don't have to constantly move back home. I'm not dependent on mommy and daddy to take care of me. That bothers them. That I, my mother raised me to be independent, so that's what I am. Well, I mean, there's nothing wrong with having that self-drive and that self-motivation. Yeah, I, motherfucker, I've been looking for this lighter for like the last five minutes. It's sitting by the back door. This is why I hate having fucking anxiety attacks. Ugh. We all have them. You just got to think through it and keep moving forward. Yeah. See, there's only one person in this world that can cause me to have such a bad one that I can't think through anything. There's only one. Only one. And Who is I, love, I love and absolutely hate this individual. <laughs> Who is that? <laughs> Well, that would be the woman that I I, I decided to have children with. Oh, it <laughs> <Well, laughs> worked. Like we 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 have some severe communication issues, and the, you know it's like I've, I've done a lot of research, I've done a lot of homework, but I'm I'm a very very logical type person. I always have been, but it's it's it is what it is. It's it's just it's very hard to have conversations with people who are more on their emotional state than they are the longevity of the situation. So dealt with toxicity inside of my own relationships. Yeah, the fact that it's it's you know the person you have kids with it makes it a lot trickier and harder. Yeah. Thankfully, I don't have that problem in the traditional sense, but I still have it because I still have had to deal with my youngest son's <coughs> mother. And for me, she sends me into a rage like no one else does. Like, because she's so irresponsible. Like, and, you know, knowing what I know about what you've done to your own son, who I'm now raising and helping to raise, um, and then for her to, you know, at one point try to tell me what I should be doing. And I'm like, well, bitch, you lost custody of him. Do you really have any room to tell me what you, I should be doing to raise him when you couldn't keep him? Okay. <coughs> That's great. <coughs> oh, man. Sorry, I'm, I'm enjoying the illegal uh, free roll at the moment. <laughs> That's okay. Ain't nothing wrong with it. But yeah, it's, when it's, it's someone that's close to you that 
you have to communicate, <coughs> that makes it much harder. The good thing about my situation is I don't have to really communicate with those particular family members. So as long as I kind of keep my distance from them, you know, that's it works for me. But, you know, with you, you have to, you know, communicate for your kids. So I can definitely understand kind of where the anxiety would come in because you're not going to want to not see your kids. And oh, most yeah. likely, anytime you communicate with her, you know <coughs> it's going to be a back and forth argument. Well, like, <clears throat> our, <clears throat> our biggest issue is that she hangs on to anger. And it's, 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 you know how the, you know how you'll have some people that'll say, okay, you do X, Y, and Z, and then that'll, that'll show me that you, you, you're, you know, it, you're actually putting forth effort, right? Yeah. And it's like, every time I do X, Y, and Z, goalpost gets moved five yards, and then I'll meet that one, and then it gets moved five yards. And I'm just sitting there looking at her like, look, you're going to, I'm, I'm not walking any further. Like, I've done this. I've I've met you. I've overcome all of this other bullshit. Here we are, X amount of time later, and I'm still the only one fucking doing anything. Wait, mm. this is ridiculous. No. <clears throat> I mean, it's just it's it's like I don't I don't fucking get it. I really and truly don't. Well, how do we? <sighs> how how would? someone kind of when you see your kids do you have to communicate her with, with her for the most part well that's the see that's the thing it's like every it's 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 if if i'm not actively trying to work on a relationship i don't see my kids that's oh yeah as if i'm um, as if i'm just trying to make a family work and it's like like i'm sitting here looking at her like like, I love you. Like, there is absolutely no doubt about that. Look at the bullshit you put me through, and yet here I am still trying. That's a fucking man. Shut the fuck up. Like, <laughs> 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 I mean, quite, quite frankly, I mean, it's, it's the, the, the smart move would have been to say, here's my line in the sand, you want me, then, then here it is. But it's just like, man. She got she got something special about her. Black. It makes it that love is there. It does, you know, and it's it's one of those things where it's just it's I don't want to start looking for this with someone else. I don't. Like but it's it's I mean, hell, the first woman that comes along that's actually kind, encouraging, and supportive of me, it's like it's gonna be really hard to say no. <laughs> because you know what it is it's like when you've been around something that's so negative whether it's you know family or sibling, siblings or spouse and then you finally meet people that treat you the way you always kind of felt that you should be treated and it's going to be hard to let go that's not, it's not going to be hard to let go of them but it's going to be hard for them to let you go once they realize you already left so yeah. I said I'm over it like once once I'm Finish with something I can't look back. Well, it's it's just it's one of those things where it's like it's not just the children that she and I have had. You know, it's there are other children involved, and I'm just like oh. they're my world. You know, like, I changed their freaking diapers. Now they're getting ready to go into middle school. I mean, for fuck's sakes. <laughs> so yeah, I have yeah. like a 
pretty big family together. Yeah, there's six of us in total. Okay, so it's a big family. I have to say, from my experience, kids will make it harder to leave a situation sometimes yeah. because you love the kid. And in my case, just speaking for me, I normally tend to love the kid more than I love their fucking parent, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> like, I, yeah, I even I say mean, that to my kids now. Y'all do realize when y'all started giving me nieces and nephews, I automatically love your children more than you. So when it comes down to birthdays, kids first, bruh. Like, and, yeah. you know, with my own kids, you know, I, since they're, you know, my kids are fostered, but still, you know, I'm the one that was raising them and had been the more positive role model. I dealt with, especially with my youngest, his stupid ass mom and daddy a lot more than I would want to because I had to. <laughs> and, you know, the average person would be like, you know what, fuck this. They suck and I don't want to deal with this. And be out. I was just like, no, nah, I'm going to deal with this, but I'm accustomed to hell out. <laughs> Once you be around different, you know, around them and you get that energy for those kids, it's hard to like not consider them as your own. They're more mine than their bio parents, to be honest. Yes. And they probably remember it that way too, Draco. They definitely do. <laughs> Judging by the phone calls and messages that I get and the when are you coming homes. Yeah. So kids always make it harder because it's just like I love the kids. I will put up with more shit because of the kid than because I actually like you. Yeah. Oh, when you've been there through all that, you know, the change in the diapers and seeing them off to school and, you know, you develop that bond. You are now dad, so you don't really want to let that go. I get that. I mean, it's, it's, I don't know. It's like, I don't, I don't want to sit here and tell the whole damn story because it's like, if I actually tell details on it, it's fucking heartbreaking. You know? Aww. But at the same time, it's just like, like, I, I really want to tell the story because it's like, yo, women, this is what you do to a man. Like, before you start, I actually like, like to hear. You know, it's like, before, before you start acting like a fucking asshole for no damn reason or some dumbass petty shit. This shit actually fucks with men. Like, like <laughs> you you want to see a man commit suicide, take away his livelihood, take away his family, and give him nowhere to turn. A man commit suicide over that shit. I mean, like, I've, I've been there. I know what it's like. It's not pretty. The only reason I keep fighting my way back out of it is because I don't want to be a statistic. And you don't need to be. If someone pushes you in a corner, you push back. And sometimes uh, when that situation yeah, happens, some hearts got to be broken. Yeah. I know that. But the only if, if I start fighting back, there's going to be some real big consequences because it's going to become an all-out war. And I don't want it to become that. But it's the last thing I want. Because things are going to get real fucking messy, real fucking fast. And it's just, it's, and it's, it's like, I, I, at the end of the day, I just look at it. I'm like, why do we have to go here? Like, this is so stupid. I mean, clearly the love and the passion is there. It's just the communication. 
and so you you're not willing to put in the issues is because of communication maybe oh i mean i think society's issues are communication like <laughs> that's the funny thing is like i'm, I'm serious like like, uh, like, like okay. too. Like, all right, so I went through the system as a kid, right? It was an unfortunate circumstance, just a perfect storm of fucked up shit. And somebody had to get chosen. I was not the one that was chosen. So, so you group went homes, through the foster system? I didn't go through foster system, but I went through group homes. I finally mm-hmm. ended up in a, in a house, you know, with a family that I knew, but I knew them in a roundabout way, and we were nowhere near. Like, they were the old, they were the, the, uh, they were the wake up and, you know, go to read the newspaper every morning and then they drink coffee and then, you know, they're, they're an elderly retired fam, uh, couple. and mm-hmm. it, it, Yeah. So it was, I was still a teenager who came from an athletic family and I'd always done athletic stuff and they're a couple of nerds. <laughs> like, it is the best way to describe it. Like, they don't go out and do a lot of things. She wasn't physically able to, but he, you know, it's like I didn't really have a lot of friends back then because of family shit, you know. It was, it was just, it was a cluster of the situation. And, uh, you know, it's like while I'm going through a lot of this stuff, a lot of the people that I'm meeting, you know, a lot of the kids that I'm meeting, you know, at this age, you know, the only thing we've got is time. So we sit there and like they all want to talk about music and all this other shit. And I'm trying to dig into their past, like, okay. What did you do to fuck up? Because like I'm still trying to figure out why the fuck I'm here. Like I can see why you're here. You were a badass kid. You constantly stole from your parents. You did this. You did that. Like that's pretty easy to figure out. You, on the other hand, that's fucked up situations. Your parents died. I'm sorry. That sucks. Yeah. <laughs> you know. But it's like this is just how I was even at that age. You know. And like I could never, like I, I enjoyed finding the similarities in our stories because it gave me a a little bit of understanding as to why I was even in this situation. This sucked. You know. But, uh, you know, it's like I came across some kids where it was just like their story and my story were so similar. Really, the only difference between us was I knew what what it was like to be able to go and do kind of whatever, whenever, however you wanted to. And that was kind of what they always dreamt of. You know, that was really the only difference in our stories. You know, like we had different mindsets, we had different mentalities, we had different ways of looking at life. But in reality, we really had so much more in common. They spoke differently than I did. They looked at things differently. They 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 had different dreams and aspirations than I did. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it was like how we arrived to the situation that we were currently in was so remarkable. And it was it, it was. Yeah, it's it's like thinking back on that since I've become much older than that age. You know, it's like we're we're you know fifteen years later, and uh, I told you it affects you even, and that's what I was telling Draco. Even things in your past, you will revisit sometime in your future. And yeah, that I, does I think it has. I think it has a lot to do with the circumstances that you find yourselves in at later ages. And it's like, you start to have these revelations as to what your life has been and what it could have been. And then yeah. you, you know, that's when you start going through the midlife crisis type deal. And it's like, you know, well, that's what I'm <laughs> going through right now. <laughs> Cause I, I literally was just saying that, that, you know, I started going through this list of all these things that happened to me dealing with in my situation with my family members. And, 
close family members like sisters and brother and things like that and I kept saying well how did I get here why am I so introverted why am I so always trying to hide in the shadows scared to really come out of the closet because when I did things would happen to me to push me back into that closet because you know I didn't feel like I had anyone that had my back or anyone that cared to really help me with anything in life I I had to be independent and I kept looking at other people's life like, well, why are they life like this? And why is my life like this? Um, you know, that's that's actually a really, really good, you know, set of questions to start asking yourself. And it's it seems like it seems like the answers that we usually come up with is because we didn't make certain decisions. You know? Like, if, if you can actually look at things objectively and remove your emotional state from it, it's a very difficult thing to do. It really truly is. But it's, it's a very valuable skill set to develop because it allows you to gain different perspectives and look at things objectively. And it's, you know, it's, <laughs> and a lot of people don't understand what I mean by, you know, when you're reacting emotionally and then when you're reacting objectively. It's kind of like when you watch somebody else stump their toe. Right. Mm-hmm. Emotionally to them, they're in pain. Right. That's a physical, emotional type response. You, on the other hand, are usually pointing and laughing. Right. Like it's, <laughs> it's usually fun. It's usually kind of funny when somebody stumps their toe because they're going to make these stupid ass faces and then they're going to curl up in the fetal position and it's going to be the end of the world. And it's just like, <laughs> you'll be all right. You know? Yeah. But at the same time, it's it's like, imagine you're the one that stumped your toe and then, like, you can pull yourself out of your situation and look at it. Look at how you stumped your toe. Like, did you fall and trip into something? Or were you yelling and screaming at somebody and you swung your foot around and, click, you know, clipped something? Or, you know, it's, it's like there's, there's, a, there's, there's an entire plethora of possibilities out of this. And it's like once you can learn to pull yourself around and into that state of mind and start playing with the different outcomes, but you're the one with the control over it instead of having an anxiety attack and then everything flashes in front of you at 100,000 miles an hour and there's nothing you can do about it. Right. Like, I don't make people kept up with that. But it's, uh... it's hard because you have to take responsibility on some of, some of the things we allow to happen to us from other people. We have to kind of take responsibility in that and kind of say, well, I knew that you know, that wasn't good for me, but I allowed it to continue to happen. And for whatever reason, most of the reasons usually be love, acceptance. Indeed. Indeed. That's definitely something I've I've worked on a little bit with myself because, you know, even though I've been single for an extended period of time at this point, like I have to reflect on my last relationship before I go into a new one, right? So my biggest thing is I let my last relationship go on way too damn long and you know come to terms the fact that I allowed myself to go through this like yeah this person is doing this shit to me but I also allowed it to go on for five and a half years and excused it as better to be with the devil I know versus the devil I don't (laughs) rather than say fuck all the devils I'd rather be by myself five years bro I'm pushing ten Ten. Oh my goodness! Five and a half years of my absolute breaking point with that particular individual. I could not take it anymore at that point. Like, 
because mine was a whole lot of me being cheated on, me being lied to. And um, when I reached a point where I realized that his very breathing pissed me off, it was time for me to go before I ended up in prison. Like, realistically, like, seriously. I, I, the only time I've ever encountered this, but I got to a point with my ex where his the literal act of hearing him breathe would piss me off. Like, why do you have to breathe so loud? Damn, can't you breathe quieter? And it's not even you know, like, it's the energy that's in my face that needs to get out. Yeah, like, you know what's what's funny is like I've I've often joked about people with people is like if I didn't love pussy so damn much I would go gay, and it's like then I hear somebody rant about it. I was like you know what it doesn't seem like you'd be any more peaceful that way. Never mind, I'll straight yeah. stick to my. <laughs> it, is, it is not. It is definitely it's not. It's all the same. It's all the same. <laughs> it's all the same. <laughs> Bruh, like, like that, 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 that might have sounded like a total slight, but it was like that was meant with like the total amount of no, fucking I, humor. Oh, I got it because, like, it, you know, yeah. a lot of people see, do kind of think, too. Oh, it must be like, easier, you know. <laughs> but then I see how other girls and then deal girls act, and I'm like, nah, you know what? I'll just keep my man. <laughs> it's, the same, it's the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> it does not get any easier it's like all the emotional shit is still the same mm. and you know I, I dealt with that one like I said five and a half years and then when you, when you hitting that point of okay I've been cheated on so damn much it's not even funny at this point and your breathing is pissing me off the very act of you entering into my presence starts to grate on my nerves I don't want to touch you it's time to it, yeah. it, it was time it was time at that point like yeah, everybody like, has a different level of fed up, I guess, and that was mine, and it was way too long. <laughs> that's that's just the thing is like like we get to that point every now and then, and I just I look at it, I'm like, I don't know what it is about you, but that little box between your legs is like magic, <laughs> 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 and uh, I wish I could say that. <laughs> I wish I could say it was. But honestly, <laughs> no, it was not that. It because that was like you fuck like a virgin. Ugh. So <laughs> that oh was, it was giving. Yes, I could explain that if I really wanted to. But yes, he fucked like a virgin. So no, no, my no look, I've, was, I've, it, I've been with an experienced. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> so. But my, my literally, I, you know, reflecting on it, the only reason I stayed as long as I did is because I had been convinced that it was better to be with the devil I know versus the devil I don't because everybody cheats. I had allowed yeah. myself to fall into that mentality, which a lot of, and since I have mostly female friends, most of them had that mentality. And I fell yeah, into yeah. it too. So I put up with a, a lot of shit that I knew I should have stopped when we were three months into this relationship. Instead, I oh, let it go on for months. five and a half years. <laughs> three months. Wait, oh, yeah, so three, you got yeah, cheated on in like three months? Within three months, the lies and the cheating began. And, oh, you know, at that point, like, I should also point out, I'm a, well, wait, I wait, was wait, wait. a retirement cheater. All right. So, all right. So, how, how, what do you define as cheating? Like, let's, let's set up some parameters. Let's, let's look at this a little bit. What do you define as cheating? What was cheating in your eyes? First of all, my in my eyes, cheating is anything that you have to hide from me because you know I don't approve or I would take it the wrong way. So that means if you are hiding text messages, if you are hiding phone calls, 
if you were going to see this per uh, person and I don't know about it and you are purposely hiding it from me, something ain't right here. Now, in my ex's case, that goes a little further. It was trying, failing miserably to hide the text because it was my damn phone. The, the phone bill <laughs> is mine. So at any point in time, I could literally call, at that point, we were U.S. Sailor. I could literally call U.S. Sailor and say, hey, send me all the text messages from the line ending in whatever the fuck his number was. And I would have gotten it. But also, you leave your phone around back then. This was 2009. So, you know, we didn't have locks on the phones yet. I just flipped it up and went through it. Okay. So, you know, that was how I called him the first time. Then, or actually, that was the second time. The first time was him telling me that the friend that he had went to go stay with so that he could go to work wasn't really a friend. It was actually his ex. Oh. Okay. Why are you telling me now? Well, he tried to make a move on me, and I felt that I needed to tell you now. Okay. Then there's the text messages with you, person. Then there's the new supposed best friend that popped the fuck up out of nowhere that only comes around right, when I'm not there. All right. So now what, what were these text messages? Um, the text messages the, that I found were the first, or how he met the second guy. So it was because they were nurses. So they worked in a hospital together. So apparently this meant that they needed each other's phone number. I don't fucking know. But all I know is the message was from the other guy asking my ex, why are you just sitting there staring at me? And my ex responds with, maybe I like what I see. Oh. Hmm. Did they? My, did they have now a my response is, did they, yes, they did. Oh. Cause now, when I saw these messages, it was after I had had to go get him from this person's house and had cussed this person clean out because he decided while he knew he was on the phone with me, he wanted to wrestle with him. And then oh, I see gosh. these messages. Sure. And I'm like, you're a bold bitch, aren't you? So, you know, once I find the text messages, now I have proof that this was more than what you said it was when you went over there in the first place. All right, and now I'm petty. And, you know, at this point, I'm 21 years old. So I'm like, okay, well, now I'm finna hurt your fucking feelings in your chest because I smacked him with his own damn phone. But also, this is when I informed him of, of my old rule. This is no longer my rule, but they can take it as my rule. And it was, if you want to know if I'm cheating on you, ask yourself, are you cheating on me? If you're cheating on me, assume I'm cheating on you. That's the way to feel. Because in this at this point in time in my life, I'm a, I was a retaliatory cheater. So if you cheated on me, I was going to cheat back before I dumped your dumb ass. <laughs> like I want you to understand what you did. Now in my, in my older age, now I don't have time for that. I'm just going to be done with the whole situation at the first sign of fuckery. <laughs> but also, you know, that's from an understanding that I allowed incidents like that to continue on for five and a half years. Yes, I responded. Yes. Things got tumultuous when I found out about things borderline on dangerous. It was definitely dangerous the last time. But then, you know, I had to remove myself from the situation. And now I'm like, okay, I see where I went that allowed me to put up with this. And I'm never going to do it again. Yeah, I found out. No more devil I don't. So, girlfriend, so it was terrible. Yeah, so no more devil I know versus devil I don't mentality. Now it is however you treat me is how I'm going to respond. So if you show me you don't, you know, want me in that way, 
I'm going to back away and move on my life. And I feel, uh, I mean, it's healthier for me. Well, I mean, you've definitely got to look after yourself, but it's, it's uh, if you're always blaming every, you know, the other person for everything that's going wrong, chances are something that you could have done as well to help the situation. It sounds like you are okay, a very addictive type individual. I am a addictive individual now. But as far as helping the situation, what I could have done was honestly, objectively, is realize from the start, this wasn't meant to be what it was. And he only caught my interest the way he did because he wouldn't give me what I wanted when I wanted it. Mm. And I should have cut it short earlier. Like he, because we had nothing in common. That's, that's what makes this worse. I don't know how we lasted as long as we did, really, other than the devil I know versus devil. I don't think because we had nothing in common. Feeling like maybe y'all felt better together, even though y'all really wasn't a match. But at least y'all was with somebody. Because I know people who know that that person's not for them, but to avoid being alone, they will tolerate, you know, a certain degree of toxicity. Well, he and I had a discussion after we were done at one point, and we figured out the reasons why both of us stayed. He stayed honestly because he wanted a boyfriend he wanted someone to wear that title someone that he could take to all the family functions company functions whatever fuck and you know and somebody to come home to but he didn't want to stop living like a single person he didn't want to you know deal with not only living together but respecting the fact that we live together so you know you should probably come home at a reasonable hour because ain't shit open after 2 a.m but strip clubs and all the strip clubs in fucking Illinois were fucking, you know, female oriented. So I know you ain't in one of those. Um, you know, he didn't want to deal with, you know, when times get hard, when the money gets a little tough, one of you loses your job. What does the other one do? Can the other one pick up? He didn't want to deal with all that. He wanted the title. He wanted the purse. He didn't want the actual responsibilities that come along with entering into a committed relationship. I, on the other hand, wanted a committed relationship because that's how I feel I work best. And I was kind of convinced at that point I just really couldn't do any better. And ultimately, both, both of us could, you know, point to times that we should have left. His were much later than mine. But, yeah, we, I mean, we both had our faults, but, you know, the, he can admit that the cheating probably it didn't help when he admits the cheating because he flip flops back and forth on that. Yeah, I've been accused of cheating so many damn times. You just look at it. I'm like, never done it. I have not penetrated another woman anytime we're together. <laughs> the funny part for me was. Do what? Did she just accuse you of cheating out of nothing or was it like. Something that maybe made her feel kind of like you were cheating. Uh, it was always me just like talking to somebody else. Like I've, I've got a lot of female friends, and I've, oh, I'm still friends with, with. Yeah, I, I know what it is. I mean, that's so. It's it's one of those things that I, I I overlook slightly because it's like I know the source, I know why, I know how all this came to be. So I I put up with it more than I would in a normal situation. Yeah. Especially considering that 
I genuinely love her. <clears throat> and uh, I don't think that's something that she understands. People can be tricky. Man, people can be tricky. I'm telling you. Yeah. I should also throw in on mine that technically, I didn't actually cheat the entire time we were in the relationship. He accused me of cheating all the time. And then one time he counts as a, as me cheating. We weren't together. <laughs> yeah. Like I had to, I had moved to St. Louis from North Carolina. I moved back home and he was still in North Carolina and he would break up with me every other day. And I told him one day, I said, look, if you break up with me one more damn time, I'm going to be single and I'm going to go act like I'm single. And he said, well, we're breaking <laughs> up and hung up on me. Okay. Well, I was single for an entire fucking month. He's warping out. He's like, we were still, I was still calling you every, every day. Okay. But what did I say? You broke up with me. I was single. So I was single and I did single people shit. He counted that as cheating. And I'm like, that's not cheating. You literally broke up with me. And I told you, if you break up with me again, I'm going to take this for real. And I'm going to be single. And you said, well, we break it up. Click. We were broke, broken up. This is not Ross and Rachel shit. It wasn't. We were on a break. No, bitch, we broken up. <laughs> but we, we were broken up. So I went and did single people shit. And, and he, he only... Not, huh? You never cheated on him during... Basically, when y'all were together, though. No, when we were actually together, I never actually cheated. Even though normally I'm a retaliatory cheater, I figured out by that point it was easier... To point to figure out when he was cheating by simply putting that seed in his mind. Look, if you ever want to know if I'm cheating on you, if you're cheating on me, assume I'm cheating on you. So every time I would get accused of cheating, I'd be like, oh, okay, so what are you doing? And then I would go find something and be like, this is why you're accusing me of cheating, because you're the one cheating. It was in it was it was just easier to do it that way rather than go out and add to my body count. And I had opportunities, which makes it worse. I had opportunities. And I'm like, and I told him, I'm like, dude, some of your friends were trying to holler at me. That's crazy. It looks like you're running out of time, Jason. Hey, I, I, I was able to pass it up. So don't give me that, oh, it was too much temptation shit. No, yeah, <laughs> no. <laughs> now, if you got weak willed and we need to break up. So when we did, is what it is. Now he's still kind of doing the same toxic shit with different people and having the same toxic shit done to him. Whereas I am like, I'd rather be single. Yeah, I like the single life. I, I feel like when it's time for someone to come, then I'll probably I'll be ready for it. But I'm not in a rush, and I'm actually really happy. So you know how that go. Uh, yeah, because I'm more focused on me right now. Like, you know. You know, being working. alone will really make you see to the, learn you and learn if you have your own toxic levels. Because I know that it's some things about me that I can change and I know that while I'm alone I can work on it so that's kind of what I'm doing right now just working on my own toxic levels so that you know when I do meet someone I can be good for them I'm not giving them yeah you know a hard time or I'm still bent out of shape over something that happened already I can just really give them my full attention because I overcame all that toxic shit that I was dealing with and also you know my own toxic things that I needed to overcome so that's kind of like where I'm at right now it's definitely where I'm at right now and I even know one of the bigger 
problems with myself that I have to work on before I enter into another relationship right now. I am too controlling. Yeah, see, once you realize kind of what your levels are, what what your toxic traits are, you can kind of work on it. Because we, I hate to say it, we all human. We not robots. We not fucking AI machines. We make mistakes. We get curious. We want to do things. And I mean, it's the way it is. But even with me putting a lot of the the issues on my family, I do know that I also have my own things that I'm dealing with and that I need to deal with. That's why I started kind of looking back and writing lists because I needed to know why these things were happening and why did I allow it to keep happening? If I didn't like it, I should have spoke up, right? And I never did that. So that just makes me kind of like, I mean, if someone can walk over you, they will. For me at this point, you know, it, like I said, my biggest thing is me being controlling and and I don't know at this point yet how I would interact again in another relationship because in my last relationships, I've always had to be the one in charge of everything. I had to be in charge of the finances. I was in charge of the house. I was in charge of telling family members no because my last ex could not tell his family no for shit. Even when he really didn't want to do something, he wouldn't, he couldn't say no on his own. So I had to be the bad guy. Like I've had to take control so much. I don't know that I know how to relinquish any of it. So that's my main thing to work on before I get with anybody else. Yep. Yep. I I got, I got to work on that. I can't control everything. And while I can say that, and I realistically know that I need to be able to put that more into practice in my mind before I can really be serious about somebody again. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad we had this discussion, Draco. I think kind of clearly we kind of understood what the assignment was here. <laughs> so, I mean, toxic goes both ways, unfortunately. But sometimes what we allow is kind of, you know, that's just like anything you smoke cigarettes and shit you get cancer well you know we allow we like to smoke cigarettes or you drink a lot of alcohol get liver cancer well you know it was good at the time but now you got liver cancer so i mean it's always some type of trait that's hidden and beneath everything that kind of can tell us what we need to work on and who we need to keep away from us big big thing some people can trigger you and some people can make you feel like you have to behave in a certain way you know what I mean yep I definitely agree and so you can remove those triggers maybe you get somewhere maybe we'll get somewhere it's getting late though <laughs> it's like 10 o'clock <laughs> my time I figured you was gonna say that, and I, yes. I think we we kind of got to a good stopping point here. We talked about a lot. We did, and that guy, he's there. I I, I know he's on mute, but it was nice to hear somebody's input. Honestly, it was. Yep, very much so. So, I guess we'll go ahead and call this a wrap for tonight.
All right. Well, well, thank you. Thanks. Thank you, guys. All right. Okay, so that wraps up this show. And just a few notes before we close things out. I do intend to do more of the live shows because I just feel like I have more fun with that. And I could possibly have more, like, surprise guests, you know, because people that are listening live can choose to request to join in. And I add them in. And I think that'll bring in some more interesting conversations. Now, if you're wanting to know how to listen when I do go live, there's a link to Stereo in the description of the podcast. So, or, or just download the app called Stereo and look for Draco. You'll find me. And follow along, join in on some of these conversations. And if you don't want to actually be a full-on guest, but you want to leave voice comments, again, you can do that during the live shows. You can also leave me voice comments on the Anchor version of the podcast. And I will upload them into future episodes if you do. Um, that being said, I don't have much more to add. I will see you guys next time. Hope everybody stays safe. Talk to you again later.